the world is getting crazier. People are acting more and more insane. The end of the world is tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. There's only one thing to do when the world is falling apart. Listen to Basil and Gons as they discuss this week's news and events through the lens of Bible prophecy. You are listening to Canary Cry News Talk. You're listening to Canary Cry News Talk. Today is June 3rd, 2020, episode 204. And this week, Screamocalypse Now. My name's Basil. And this is Gons. Welcome to the podcast where we're not racists, but we do talk about things that are going on. And uh, we're live streaming to, to the Face Like the Sun YouTube channel. Canary Cry Radio YouTube channel, twitch.tv slash Canary Cry Radio, dlive.tv slash Canary Cry Radio, Facebook, and also Periscope Twitter. Welcome, everybody. Hope everyone is safe out there. That's right. This is pretty impressive, Gons. Three days in a row. We didn't mean to do this, but this is where we're at. This is life now. Uh, So many things to get caught up on. Um, Let's see here. But you know what? Uh, I think we just need to do something real quick, Gons, uh, in response. And I can't believe that we have to do this, but uh, these are the days that we live in. And you hinted to it. Uh, just a second ago, but uh, just going on the record, our official stance uh, on racism and equality. We uh, we are against racism. Racism bad, and <laughs> equality good. I can't believe we have to say this, but uh, this is what we have to do. So if you're looking for the Canary Cry official stance on these things, racism bad, equality good. And uh, if you need to add or subtract anything to that statement, uh, that's your problem, not ours. Okay. Anything to add to that, Gons? Yeah. If you want to figure out where the origins of all of that comes from, you can go ahead and uh, read uh, Genesis 11 and the Tower of Babel Mm -hmm. moment and the splitting of humanity there, why God did that and, and all that. You can get into it. Uh, But also before then, you know, we all have the same mom, pa, if you go back far enough. Uh, with Noah, and then before that, Adam and Eve. So, you know, all That's are right. made in the image of God. So That's right. And, you know, it's just people, new people who come to the show, uh, you know, sometimes will get a little triggered by views that may not line up uh, directly with theirs. And that does not mean that we are literally Hitler. Uh, we denounce <laughs> raz- racism, and we are big fans of equality. Um, and just because we talk about, uh, you know, we ask questions and don't hold the official view on a lot of things uh, does not go against that. Now, some people may be triggered by the fact that we're even having to talk about this. I was a little triggered that uh, we have to <laughs> outwardly say that, but that's what we're doing. I know we can't take that as a given, especially being on the Internet with everybody in the world. Yeah. So there you go. Official stance. Write it down if anybody asks. Yes. Um, uh, all right, Gons. What? Oh yeah. Oh, I, I was gonna say we have uh, we got a few jingles in from Godspeed, so we'll be using that along the way. So thank you, Godspeed. And this first one is actually uh, one that he brought in, and one that we're gonna start with because we have a brief update. Let's do it. I like that one. We're gonna give, give you an update, one. and when we're done with the update, you're gonna be updated. Here we go. Speaking of racism. This is a uh, mm-hmm. this is in my neck of the woods here. Not not proud of this whatsoever. 
I'm not going to play the audio because uh, there's vulgarity involved. But this is um, there's a video here uh, that's gone a little bit viral. It's a man driving in a car, and he's got his windows rolled down. He's got a giant Trump flag, and uh, he uh, he he. Well, let me just uh, pull up the change.org get racist randy soderstrom out of laguna niguel racist Mm. randy and what what was his charge here he was flipping a u-turn at the light you can hear randy clearly yell towards the peaceful protesters who was on who were on the side of the street there white power f black lives come to my neighborhood and i'll show you what white boys are about f Mm. uh n-word i mean come on come on randy Come on, Randy. Racist so, Randy uh, was doxed. He got doxed then. Some, <laughs> got somebody totally found, doxed. found him and doxed him. Oh, yeah. His name, his, his driver's license, his home address, the whole thing was, uh, yeah. And there's a change.org uh, petition here to get people to sign and get him out of Laguna Niguel or whatever. And here's the thing mm-hmm. that everyone's missing with this clip, okay? Sure, not cool, all the stuff he said there and, and, and whatever. But, but the real thing here, and I've talked about this before, and no one's talked about it, you know, as far as on social media in terms of uh, this situation here. He's in yeah. a BMW. Now, in my neck of the woods, mm-hmm. it's, all, it's like a calling card to be a jerk. Like, if you drive a BMW in, my, in, in where I live, as far yeah. as I'm concerned, I, I, I'm sorry if you drive a BMW, anyone who's listening out there. May not be true across the country or across the world, but as far as where I am, automatic jerk so i think this is a <laughs> this is this is very much in line with the theory that anyone who drives a bmw is a jerk so there you go yeah yeah well <laughs> I that might be its own form of racism gons watch out oh yeah the but yeah you know i it's it's hard to get uh, too sad about randy getting doxxed and you know that's just kind of what happens nowadays you can't <laughs> i mean you, you can't be a jerk or else uh, everybody's going to know it well there are you know, fake provocateurs out there as well. So, I mean, this could be one of those issues where they're just trying to stir things up and they saw the, uh, you know, the protesters on the, on the sidewalk there with the BLM, uh, posters and Mm -hmm. stuff. And he was just triggered and, and went off. And so, yeah, yeah. Van, uh, Vancouver Mark. Uh, I don't know if I've seen Vancouver Mark, but he's in the chat over on Twitch. He says, Randy need Jesus. That's right. Amen. Randy do need Jesus. Randy do need Um, Jesus. Gons is a car cyst. (laughs) You know, this might come back. Uh, somebody said Gons steams in the desert in on Twitch said Gons is a car cyst, like a car racist. Oh yeah. And this actually, this might come back to haunt me when the cars become, uh, self-aware this might be oh yeah yeah all those self-driving bmws man yeah. you're gonna be on a list i know they're gonna I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna step in one and they're gonna one of them's gonna <laughs> self-destruct for the the purpose of protecting oh, all bmws another reason not to trust the robots guns yeah no robots well why don't you uh hit that update button again i got one for you we interrupt this podcast to give you a brief update by the end of this timely interruption you will be thoroughly updated <laughs> 
<laughs> I love it. Yeah. Uh, okay, this is coming from fox4news.com. Big Cat rescues Carol Baskin, awarded control of Tiger King, Joe Exotic's former zoo. Now, oh. here's the thing. I get it. Hey, don't get mad, everybody. We're just giving the updates, waiting for everybody to get into the stream, but I thought this was important. I uh, watched all of Tiger King. One of uh, it, it seems like such an innocent time. Remember at the beginning of quarantine and Tiger King was like the most important important thing to talk about on the internet uh i kind of oh, remember what, i what saw one episode yeah good days every day is uh, i can't believe you only watched one episode I know, but i'm sorry here's a little update for all the tiger king uh, fans on the stream i know i'm not the only one but even that headline is triggering for all the tiger king fang- fans i'll read read it again big cat rescues carol baskin awarded control of tiger king joe exotics former zoo Ah, Tampa, Florida. Joe Exotic's worst nightmare has come true. A federal judge has granted Big Cat Rescue CEO Carol Baskin control of the GW Zoo, formerly owned by the Tiger King. The Oklahoma Animal Park was made famous by the Netflix series, which documented a failed murder-for-hire plot against Baskin by Joe Exotic, whose real name is Joseph Maldonado Passage. A lawsuit began uh, between Big Cat Rescue and Maldonado Passage's mother, Shirley Schreibvogel resulted in Monday's court order, which granted ownership of the zoo to Baskin, according to a copy of the ruling obtained by Fox 13. Judge Scott Polk made the order after determining the property had been fraudulently transferred by Maldonado Passage to his mother in an attempt to avoid paying Baskin a settlement in a trademark infringement lawsuit. The judge ordered the GW Exotic Zoo, which is now run by Jeff Lowe, to vacate the property and hand over control to Big Cat Rescue. The order gives Lowe 120 days to vacate the premises. All animals must be taken off the property as well, while the title for the land must be transferred to Baskin. The order also grants ownership of several vehicles and portable buildings to Big Cat Rescue. And then it goes into the history of... uh, uh, of the whole thing so there you go tiger tiger king fans carol baskin now owns uh joe exotic's former jew oh gosh zoo <laughs> whoops um so wow that's go. i think that's the biggest blunder you've ever had on the show it, it's it was misspoken obviously but certainly uh maybe a, maybe a little uh freudian slip there basil yeah i don't i don't even know how that would relate but uh there you go we're still getting still getting warmed up for the live show oh here these gosh. cold reads man these cold reads yeah. uh so there you go um i don't know i'm, I'm not seeing a whole lot of uh people who seem to care about uh carol baskin in no. the chat but that's okay everybody needs to know she now owns the zoo i'll just Big say deal. that i saw one, the first episode and i just did, i didn't really like her i thought she was a little intense yeah, but i know you saw one episode yeah <laughs> so my <laughs> limited like uh, her, so there you go my limited knowledge of the show but yeah there you go okay that's continuing that's the updates gons what do you got on our good buddy zoltan zoltan where's my transhuman jingle ah where'd it go oh i lost well, while it. you find it uh zoltan istvan for those who don't know was the uh, former leader of the transhumanist political party uh he had a a running campaign this year to run against incumbent Donald Trump as a Republican, which was very interesting, and then now has gotten involved in the Libertarian Party. A very interesting presidential uh, 
uh, platform that he was running on. And uh, for those who don't know, he's a transhumanist, which means uh, he wants to use technology to, uh, you know, he's a big fan of cyborgs. He wants to make everybody a cyborg. He thinks we can live uh, forever. He's a big fan of uploading consciousness uh, as well as making it a national priority to unlock the secrets of uh, eternal life here on earth. Yeah, not not uh, something happened to the jingle. I don't know why it's missing, but we do oh, have. No. Uh, I know that's really. You want me bad. to just sing it? Uh, sh- sure, let's do it. Transhuman, transhuman, make way for Homo superior. Fantastic, thank it's you for that. Good. I'll I'll take it. Okay. Uh, so Zoltan tweeted out, and by the way, Zoltan has a microchip in his hand to open cars and doors and stuff. Yeah. Some people have been saying I'm <laughs> nice, nice. By the way, he has a microchip in his well, hand, open doors and stuff. <laughs> well, it's just, you know, I'm just telling the truth here. Some yeah. people have been saying I'm MAGA just because some of my ideas don't align with leftists. I ran against President Trump for his job and put my heart into that campaign. I don't know how else I'm to more fully express my dissatisfaction with our current government than that. Hashtag honor. And that's uh, the Zoltan's tweet while he was being, I guess, criticized for, I don't know, being MAGA or something. I don't know. But there you go. Little Zoltan update because we have to. What was the update? I missed it. I was reading chat. What's the <laughs> what's the piece of information? He's trying, he's trying to shake off because he ran as a Republican the, uh, right. a few months ago. He stepped away from that. He started uh-huh. off running as a libertarian. That didn't work. And then he's uh-huh. created his own party, the transhumanist party with the transhumanist bus and all that. That didn't really work either. Uh, or at least it didn't really catch on as much as he would have liked. And so now he ran as a Republican and he stepped away from that. And now people are saying that he's MAGA, you know, so he's trying to shake off the MAGA labels because he ran as a Republican. And, he's, you know, he, 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 he's just basically saying he's dissatisfied with the president. And that's why he ran. Uh, as a Republican, yeah. So he got the he got the Republican stank on him, and right. now he's trying to waft it away. Right, he's trying to shake it off. So he, he's it. he's kind got of it. like a chameleon, you know. He's just trying to fit in wherever he can to get you know as much and traction. That is the thing I can't tell if I respect him for that or not. <laughs> he's a shape shifting transhuman. Yeah, on one hand, he's just trying to do whatever he can to get uh, you know get a get a foot in the door, but on the other hand, you know. He's uh, once you get a f- if you get the foot in the wrong door, you you might get some something on it. You, t- you don't want. On <laughs> I found the jingle. Very good. I think my version was pretty good. Too. Yours wasn't too bad. But also, as kind of a side note to Zoltan here, as a little Zoltan update, he did debate Vermin Supreme. Who, if yeah. you guys don't know who's Vermin Supreme, we've talked about Vermin for a while. Uh, I think he's, what, is he a libertarian officially? Yes. And he wears a boot on his head. Yes, he's, uh, he's been a sort of a satirical presidential candidate for, man, forever now. I mean, he's, he yeah, must he's have, been around for a while. He must, yeah, he must have been doing this for at least 10, 15 years. Um, and again, another election year, Vermin Supreme going hard. Going hard and to everyone's surprise, uh, if I can get my tabs to work here. Come on, computer. Here we go. 
Donald J. Trump, I'm officially approving, recommending, and endorsing at Vermin Supreme for President 2020. <laughs> Hashtag Vermin Supreme 2020. This is not the real Donald Trump account, just so <laughs> if you guys at, are freaking out. <laughs> at real Ronald Trump. Yeah. <laughs> but he's just doing a good job of uh, impersonating the president's uh, Twitter feed, and I'm sure... Uh, I'm sure Vermin's very happy about that. You know, he is all over my timeline. It's probably because I follow him on Twitter just to see, you know, what kind of stuff he's getting into. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I've seen a lot of uh, people comment and say like, ah, libertarian with a boot on his head. Why not? You know, people are just like not even shocked <laughs> by his uh, by his antics anymore and the way he dresses and whatnot. So. Um, right there you go a little little vermin update you know to keep keep track of some yeah, of these we got to keep track of these guys politicians We've made a commitment yeah We've made a commitment to track these two and so far they have not uh they have not disappointed no and neither have the protesters uh or at least some of them this is a this is a nothing update Ooh. And uh, we've we've been keeping track of some of these, uh, just these screams, you know, these these moments of, of yeah, the, anger, the triggering, the triggering, the triggering. That's sure, yeah. And so we we found another one here. Uh, let me sh- let me size it for the video audience here so they can see it. Uh, this was shared by Luke Radowski. He basically said, "Ha ha ha!" America's 2020 election summed up in a TikTok. I'm going to try to stop it before the curse words come in. But here we go. This is a woman. Uh, dressed pretty punk rock. Uh, she's mm-hmm. on a sidewalk, and there's a little, a little kid behind her in a MAGA hat. And uh, you'll see the, you'll hear the exchange. And, and those of you viewing, you'll you'll see the exchange here. Okay. Oh my gosh! Oh no! The triggering, the triggering is at max level. I mean, you know, uh, there's a part of me where my heart breaks for these people because they're just, uh, I mean, I guess the only thing they can do is scream. They don't know how to express. That's exactly right. It's like, uh, what else can you do? You're relegated to just screaming to try to drown out opposing views. And, uh, (sighs) you know, it must be a pretty scary place to be. And, you know, if that's, if that's how you feel in life, where that's all you have left is to just scream at the top of your lungs. You know, sometimes, sometimes we all get there (laughs) once in a while. Usually for me, it's when I wake up and, uh, (laughs) You know, I'm pulling, pouring my bowl of cereal, and then only after I pour the cereal, realize there's no milk. I'll give it a nice <laughs> cathartic <laughs> scream. So there's one. Um, the other one that we that made the rounds was uh, well. I kind of want to play a game here, um, and this is for uh, Velociraptor Ooh. or Protester, especially for those of you listening. You guys decide. And, uh, and we'll describe what's okay. going on after I play the clip here. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> Ooh, ouch. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. That was, that was blood curdling. <laughs> okay. So let me explain what was happening in the video. Let me uh, make sure I'm muted here so we can, we can play the clip in the background. Uh, there's a girl. She's protesting. There's a, a, a group of... Uh, police officers wearing all their their riot gear 
and yeah, the girl line up there. Right. The girl is hitting one of the police officers in the face with a balloon sword. So one of those swords, it's not a sword. It's a balloon like a, shaped like a yeah, sword. Like a, okay. Yeah, yeah. Like a, like you would see at a child's birthday party. Right. Right. And, and uh, the, the police officer uh, has enough and he pops the balloon. And what you heard there, the, 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 the <laughs> blood the scream was, was that I, I apologize oh, no. for anybody. If I hurt anybody's ears, because that was a, uh, that was a lot louder than I was thinking, but yeah, she's obviously trying to make a, make a scene. I mean, she's walking up and hitting the cop in the head with a, a balloon. And I don't know how he pops it so easily. <laughs> it looks like he wasn't even trying to pop it. He just kind of like flicks it away and it explodes. <laughs> Poor girl. Oh no. Um, that so scream. Because I, I couldn't help myself. I had to make an updated version. I added the two screams from today. Into the nothing okay. jingle. Oh gosh. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Uh, brings me All back right. to my metal days. Yeah, that is pretty metal. We've got a we've got a, a fair amount of metalheads who listen to the show, so I I know that's appreciated. Yeah. Okay, Gonz, are you ready for uh, for a more relevant, not relevant, but a more uh, hard-hitting update? Uh, sure. And I'm okay. trying to find the jingle, and I, I'm really not having a good day with jingles today. What happened to all my jingles? I don't know, It's just man. not in order, and everything's out of whack, and well, let's just go with this one. Bring it all. <laughs> okay. This is from uh, Star StarTribune.com, uh, article headline, Read the Amended Charges Against Ex-Minneapolis Police Officer Derek Chauvin. Attorney General Keith Ellison's office upgraded charges against the former uh, Minneapolis police officer who knelt on George Floyd's neck and charged the other three officers at the scene with... Uh, seen with of aiding and abetting murder wow read the amended charges so we've got uh, the actual documents here do we want to go all the way into these i'm gonna have to zoom in to be uh, able we to don't see we this. don't have to i mean yeah so we have uh well i'll just go through it we got a second degree murder charge mm-hmm. um we've got a third degree murder charge and a second degree manslaughter uh, I think are those the ones just against Chauvin, or is that the whole team there? Nope, that's uh, those are the actual charges brought against uh, Derek Chauvin. Uh, two, we've got a second degree murder, a third degree murder, and a second degree manslaughter. Uh, for those who need a little clarification, second degree murder is unintentional while committing a felony. Third degree murder is perpetrating uh, a eminently dangerous act and evincing depraved mind wow and then the second degree uh, degree manslaughter is culpable negligence creating unreasonable risk so there you go this is uh, you know it's very interesting because you don't actually see this very often uh, the police unions are quite good at uh, protecting police officers oh we either lost me or we lost Gons. I'm, I'm not I'm sure which here. way that was. I'm here. Um, Can you but hear me? We'll reconnect here in a second. No, you can't hear me. Um, there we go. We 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 had a disconnection for a second. Oh, okay. Well, everything seemed yeah. fine on my end, but maybe maybe it was on your end. 
Were you, could you hear me while I was speaking that yeah. whole time? Yeah. Huh. Weird. Okay. I couldn't hear you. Had the a little the NSA is tapping in. They're, they're tapping the line. I know. Yeah. Yes. They, they're trying to be sneaky, but we know when you're tapping in NSA, welcome yeah. to the show. <laughs> um, so yeah, there we go. Uh, and charges have been brought against the three, uh, other officers who are sort of standing by and helping out, uh, you know, helping keep the public away from Derek Chauvin as he was, uh, committing uh, one of his three current charges and they have also had charges bring, uh, brought against them. So I'm yeah. trying to scan through here, see what exactly their charges are. Now I, uh, I've been seeing this a lot from like just on social media. I haven't done the digging myself, but there's a lot of people saying that the cops are from the same or the, they're the same cops from Sandy hook and the Boston bombing that they're around yes, or they were in there. Have you looked at that? Or? People, trying to compare uh, photos of that. That would be very interesting if that were the case. Yeah, obvious. Well, for obvious reasons. But have you actually yeah. looked at the photos for that or anything? I have. Have you? No, I haven't. That's why I'm okay, wondering. Yeah. Where so it's there, all it is from. floating around in the more kind of conspiracy e circles on uh, Facebook, which happens to be <laughs> where my Facebook uh, uh, account kind of floats around uh, for weird reasons. I don't know why. Is uh, keeping you keeping you in line? Yeah, there are photos of cops uh, involved with Sandy Hook and the Boston bombing. And, uh, you know, I couldn't quite say that all four of the officers matched in all four of the pictures. Uh, they're certainly kind of in a categorical sense. They look similar. Like, uh, you know, there's all, there's four officers in all three. You know, there's a there's an Asian guy and a white guy and kind of a Latino type of guy. But uh, the images that I saw are not uh, the resolutions too low to, to say mm. conclusively. That's, um, that's but always that the does classic. go pretty deep down the conspiracy rabbit hole. Um, if that were the case. Yeah. I mean, it, it's always the pixelated versions of the photos. So which many makes it pixels, really hard. man. So, or so little pixels, I say. Yeah. Not enough pixels. Yeah. We need more pixels, man. Get more pixels. Um, all right, let's uh, let's talk about some surveillance as we get into this. Yeah, let's do it. If I can find the the jingle, it would be fantastic. Gons, do we need to take a break <laughs> no. in the whole show so we can get the jingles? <gasps> no. Did you ever have the feeling that you were being watched? All right, BuzzFeedNews.com. The DEA has been given permission to investigate people protesting George Floyd's death. Doesn't seem. Uh, uh, too, too wild of a concept, but there you go. The DA, DEA has been given permission to investigate people protesting George Floyd's death. The article reads the Drug Enforcement Administration, which is, that's the interesting part. Yeah. Why the Drug Enforcement Why Administration has been granted sweeping new authority to, quote, cover... Uh, sorry, conduct covert surveillance and collect intelligence on people participating in protests over the police killing of George Floyd. According to a 
two-page memorandum obtained by BuzzFeed News. Floyd's death, quote, has spawned widespread protests across the nation, which in some instances have included violence and looting. The DEA memo says police agencies in certain areas of the country have struggled to maintain and or restore order. The memo requests the extraordinary powers on a temporary basis, and on Sunday afternoon, a senior Justice Department official signed off. Attorney General William Barr issued a statement on Saturday following a night of widespread and at times violent protests in which he blamed without providing evidence quote an anarchistic and far left extremists using antifa like tactics for the unrest he said the fbi dea us marshals and the bureau of alcohol tobacco and firearms and explosives would be quote deployed to support local efforts to enforce federal law barr did not say what those agencies would do Dum, dum, dum. The DEA is limited by statute to enforcing drug-related federal crimes. Yeah, how reasonable the DEA, the Drug Enforcement Agency, would be limited to uh, enforcing drug-related crimes. But on Sunday, Timothy Shea, a former U.S. attorney and close confidant of Barr's, who was named acting administrator of the DEA last month, received... <laughs> look at the, the sneaky little... Uh, you know stuff uh, sort of slipped into this talking about how uh timothy shea a former u.s attorney and close confidant of bars was uh happened to be named the administrator of the dea last month received approval from associate deputy attorney general bradley weinsheimer to go beyond the agency's mandate quote to perform other law enforcement duties that bar may deem appropriate does the dea just not have enough to worry about there's not enough drug crimes going on now with the legalization of marijuana you know there's not enough uh maybe not or enough crimes to put to fill up the jail cells so we gotta put them on other duties either that or they're um, just uh trying to lock down on uh i don't know uh, whatever whatever the drug of hope the drug of i don't know maybe they're trying to just expand the i don't know go keep going yeah. Okay. <laughs> Quote, in order for DEA to assist to the maximum extent possible in federal law enforcement response to protests which devolve into violations of federal law, DEA requests that it be designated to enforce any federal crime committed as a result of the protests over the death of George Floyd. Shea wrote in the memo, DEA requests this authority on a nationwide basis for a period of 14 days. Interesting. A spokesperson for the DEA declined to comment. On Tuesday afternoon, Keith Criscoll, uh, associate special agent in charge of the DEA's New York division, sent an urgent email seeking 25 volunteers to assist with, quote, security to the Capitol in Washington, D.C. from Tuesday through Friday. Two sources knowledgeable about the deployment said 15 people from the DEA's elite special response team and 10 special agents were chosen. Not all 25 volunteered, the sources said. Kreskel's email did not describe what specific tax, tasks the detachment would be given. It added that if insufficient numbers of agents volunteered, others would be assigned to the job. According to the sources, fewer than 25 agents raised their hands, so... These D, even the DEA agents are like, no, why? Why would we do this? Did you skip? <laughs> why are we getting involved in crimes that are not in our job description? Did you skip part of the Quote, article? Uh, I don't think so. Huh? Did I? I don't know because you, you started reading. Something? Yeah, there, uh, you started reading after 
a spokesperson for the DEA declined to comment, and I just totally lost you. Because it, mm. it quotes the Hugh Hand, Handy side from ACLU, and then it goes into... Um, you might be on another... Uh, are you on the bottom uh, article? We got two articles about this here. I don't think I skipped anything. Mm. Uh, it says DEA requests authority on a nationwide basis for a period of 14 days. And then it goes into uh, how they de- decline comment. Anyway, so let's get through this and let's talk about it because there's some interesting things to uh, point out. Mm. Drug enforcement agents should not be conducting covert surveillance of protests and First Amendment protected speech, oh, okay. said I Hugh Handyside, a senior attorney for the ACLU. Quote, that kind of monitoring and information sharing may well constitute unwarranted investigation of people exercising their constitutional rights to seek justice. The executive branch continues to run headlong in the wrong direction. Three DEA sources told BuzzFeed News they are troubled by the memo and see it as an example of the Justice Department potentially abusing its power in an attempt to smear the protests and crack down on protected First Amendment activity. The sources requested anonymity because they are not authorized to speak with the media. In addition to covert surveillance, the memo indicates that DEA agents would be authorized to share intelligence with local and state law enforcement authorities to intervene to protect both participants and spectators in the protests and to conduct interviews and searches and arrest protesters who are alleged to have violated federal law. A day after Shea's memo was approved, President Trump said he is mobilizing all available federal resources, civilian and military, to stop the rioting and looting to end the destruction and arson and to protect the rights of law-abiding Americans, including your Second Amendment rights. Under the Insurrection Act, the president has the authority to deploy the U.S. military for domestic purposes. It has not been employed since 1992 when troops were sent in during the Los Angeles riots. There is a long history of federal agencies infiltrating and surveilling protest groups. During the protests in Baltimore in 2015 over the death of Freddie Gray, who died in police custody, the Department of Homeland Security monitored Twitter and other social media platforms, blah, blah, blah. There's a little bit uh, more in the article there but they're just landing the plane in an unsatisfying way but there you go so the drug enforcement uh what is it drug enforcement agency right what Mm -hmm. is it administration sorry drug enforcement administration usually a, a you know a special uh agency to help crack down on federal drug crimes now being used to surveil protesters uh this is an example of Trump, uh, fo- you know, following up on his promise from his speech yesterday, but also a little disturbing that we uh, e- even the members of the DEA, they couldn't get 25 volunteers out of the entire uh, organization to, you know, sneak in and infiltrate the protesters. Well, covert surveillance is kind of the big phrase that jumped out at me in uh it's like legalized covert surveillance. Like they're already doing surveillance, but now oh, yeah. they're, they're like, Oh, we're just doing it under the law now because we have this excuse to really do it openly. Maybe, you know, maybe the NSA and the FBI, you know, they're already doing it. So they're like, Hey, DEA time to step it up. Time to, well, time to you know, come along with the rest of us. Government. That's goons. exactly what he said. He said he was going to make all, you know, federal resources available. Um, so, 
there you go. We got all sorts of non-related agencies getting involved now. And as we know, uh, we got big tech agencies uh, handing over tracking information in regards to uh, protesters, which has been danger all along. I mean, overall, again, look, I'm not I'm not excited about, uh, you know, harm being done to society. I'm not super pumped on buildings burning and people getting hurt and beat up, whether they're being beat up by protesters or, you know, getting shot with rubber bullets. Either way, not cool, not a fan. But uh, you got to be really careful about this government overreach. I mean, that's the whole thing. If you, you know, claim to be a a person who, uh, you know, does not appreciate the government overreaching and breaking the law and controlling things uh, outside of the structures that have been set up. This is not good news. However, as we talked about yesterday, you know, it's a it's a tough uh, back and forth between wanting to crack down and end all of the violence uh, without giving up the the privacies and the civil liberties and things like that. Um, that, you know, yeah. are put in harm's way when the government is allowed to overreach like that. Yeah. And that's the tough part is, I mean, you said it, it's, it, and I, I mentioned it in the other show. I don't know if I was very articulate in, in, in describing my thoughts there, but it feels like the conservative side of the aisle has been set up for this in terms of, uh, pushing the idea of, uh, Antifa and these groups that are certainly out there that I think they're definitely out there stirring things up and, and causing more trouble than otherwise would have been. Uh, but it's it just gives Trump the ammo, uh, pardon the pun, to really use all of his agencies to uh, have that government overreach to to do surveillance at a scale that is legal and yeah. is uh, it, it, again, it's the Hegelian dialectic, you know, in so many different ways, divide and conquer, but then problem, reaction, solution. It's over and over and over again, it seems. And uh, works every time, it, baby. It works every single time. We're, we're still and, paying uh, income tax. That's supposed <laughs> to be for to rebuild after World War II, but we're still paying it. That's right. Uh, that's a good that's a good thing to mention. There was no income tax uh, until after World War II. It was specifically put in place to help the uh, the country bounce back. But once you start paying that new tax, you'll, you'll never get out of it. No. Um, in a related article, let me just real quickly uh, hit hit another side of this. This is from activistpost.com. So we're coming from, you know, kind of the, the anti-government, but in a different way. <laughs> this is the right. liberal side. Uh, police use contact tracing and big tech to identify protesters. Countless warnings about how law enforcement could use contact tracing apps. Remember guns? Remember contact tracing apps? So convenient. Way back in the day when we all needed to get the contact tracing apps so we wouldn't kill, you know, our grandmothers with coronavirus. Well, coincidentally, oh, we're so happy (laughs) that we got everybody to sign up for that because uh, law enforcement could use contact tracing apps to monitor people uh, and that uh, those warnings have gone unheeded. As BGR.com revealed, police are using contact tracing to identify protesters, not just identify the protesters, but it says here, identify protesters' affiliations, according to Minnesota 
This is a, a statement from BGR. Uh, according to Minnesota Public Safety Commissioner John Harrington, officials there have been using what they describe without going into too much detail as contact tracing in order to build out a picture of protester affiliations, a process that officials in the state say has led them to conclude that much of the protest activity there is being fueled by people from outside coming in. The Twitter feed titled Minnesota Contact Tracing revealed how police are using contact tracing to identify and arrest protesters. Quote, Minnesota Public Safety Commissioner John Harrington says they've begun contact tracing arrestees. Recently, a hundred human rights groups warned that an Apple Google contact tracing app could be used as a cover to identify activists and minorities. Uh, block quote here, an increase in state digital surveillance powers, such as obtaining access to mobile phone location data, threatens privacy, freedom of expression and freedom of association in ways that could violate rights and degrade trust in public authorities, undermining the effectiveness of any public health response. Such measures also pose a risk of discrimination and may disproportionately harm already marginalized communities. So despite all assurances to the contrary, appear, it appears that a hundred human rights groups were right. Law enforcement can and will use contact tracing to identify protesters. Again, why do you need a hundred human rights groups to say this? You could just listen to Canary Cry News Talk. You would have known this years ago. <laughs> As NBC News noted, contact tracers also use geofencing to help identify protesters. Geofencing captures the social media posts of people entering a specific area. The technology locates any cell phones that cross into the area by locking into their geolocation systems and then records social media posts and sometimes other data from the phone. Times exposed how the military National Guard uses a classified system called, quote, Secret Internet Protocol Router, or SIPR, SIPR, uh, to, uh, to monitor protesters. To learn about Perspectives Inc.'s role, click here and here. Okay, well, we can look into that later. Big tech's hands are dirty with federal money paying for new ways to monitor Americans. A recent Business Insider article describes how police use big tech to monitor activists and protesters. The moment they walk out their door. Block quote, law enforcement agencies have made full use of high-tech surveillance tools as protests sweep the country following the death of George Floyd. A predator drone operated by Customs and Border Patrol circles, uh, sorry, circled above protesters in Minneapolis. That uh, We brought that out uh, a few episodes ago when the news broke. Uh, both of these articles reveal frightening array of big tech surveillance devices being used by police nationwide. Minneapolis police and the Minnesota Fusion Center are also using Clearview AI, brief cam, ring doorbell cameras, axon police body cameras, shot spotter, and license plate readers to create an intimate view of people's lives. BuzzFeed's article also revealed how police use Arxis milestone software, which uses video detection and analytics to identify people. Uh, let's see. What? Uh, let's land the plane on this article here. Let's say, oh, no, they're just going to some uh, reiteration there. So there you go. Now, uh, of course, just to follow the uh, follow the the trail, the breadcrumbs. Uh, when contract tracing was first proposed, in accordance to you know COVID nineteen, uh, uh, what is the word I'm looking for uh, to to fight COVID nineteen? Obviously, was a ploy to 
you man, use manipulated emotions in order to gain access to everybody's information. Uh, a lot of people saw it right off the bat, but of course, when you tell people that uh, their very presence could kill their grandmother, they're going to go ahead and sign off on whatever you want to do. And one thing that's very impressive here, Gons, is, uh, you know, usually you spend years and years and years trying to trick people into uh, giving away their rights. And then you can finally uh, uh, activate, you know, that permission later on. The distance between these contact tracing apps and now them being abused is got to be some sort of world record. I mean, we're talking about three weeks or something between, yeah. uh, hey, contact tracing will save your life, and ooh, contact tracing is going to uh, help us spy on every little move you make. Moore's Law is uh, leaking into all kinds of societal effects. The Moore's Law yeah. being that uh, every, what is it, two and a half years or something, a microchip, or the capacity of a microchip uh, doubles. And, yep. um, but you know, the, the thing that's very interesting is how much of a surveillance state we've created with all our phones and everything else. And the amount of guilty by association that can take place here is what's kind of uh, obviously is, is frightening in the sense that it's not just like, Oh, you, you know, they're going to know what you're doing or where you're going, but Hey, what if you have a friend who you didn't, you didn't know was part of some crazy activist group and you go have lunch or whatever. Right. And now all of a sudden your, your phone is tracked with this other person's phone and now you're guilty by association and you're being brought in to be questioned yeah, and that sort of thing. It endangers everybody in your life. When you agree to the contact tracing, you also <laughs> endanger everybody around you, which is just not cool. And this goes for a lot of different uh, technologies. One being geofencing, which is uh, pretty simple. You know, they can just pick a geographical location mm -hmm. and any cell phones that enter that, they can start monitoring. Uh, but there's also uh, close... Um, close range Bluetooth. Right. A lot of people don't know about this. We've talked about it in the past, but uh, just to remind everybody, you know, your smartphone has a close range Bluetooth that automatically pings other phones around it at all times. You yeah. know, it's uh, one example of this is uh, if you have an iPhone, the AirPlay feature um, or the AirDrop feature, and you know, you can pull up your AirDrop and it shows everybody's phones around you. Well, that isn't just a fun way to send uh, inappropriate pictures to everybody on the, the plane that you're on, but it's also uh, being used to track who you are walking next to, how close you are, are you know, and that helps them figure out who you're affiliated with. So if you uh, are in the contact tracing system, you know, they could use near field Bluetooth uh, to ping everybody's phones around you, which is just another like weird, really sinister way that this sneaks, uh, you know, everybody becomes uh uh, vulnerable to this type of tracing. You, you know, it feels like uh, I was watching some old footage of protests from, you know, the sixties, you know, the anti-war protests back then. And the footage you have is like news agencies with cameras and stuff, you know, you don't have a whole lot of pictures here and there, but it's mostly, um, you know, video footage that's grainy and that kind of thing. It's almost like the elite were like, Hey, we got everybody with their phones. We got all the technology we want in place. We let's, let's see how well it really does in tracking everybody. Let, let's stir the crowd up a little bit and, and, right. and get this whole riot thing and, and you know, the protests and all that going. 
it's a great test to figure out how well their technology works. And, um, you know, we, we reported a story the other day about the, the drone that flew over Minnesota, uh, that was used in the uh, drone strikes overseas. And I had a military buddy tell me that, oh yeah, they, they've been doing that for years. They've been, they, they they deploy that stuff all the time. It's always flying Mm -hmm. up there. So it wasn't just, you know, because the story was like, oh, they deployed the drone for this occasion or whatever. But yeah, I guess they've been doing that for a while now. So no surprises sure. there. But uh, for the you know normal folk out there, they might be they might be uh, disturbed to find out that the same well, drones that were used. And it's easy to forget. You know, you yeah. might hear this on some weird podcast. Uh, you know, it happens. And then you just kind of forget about it and you don't think about it. And you bring your phone with you to the uh <laughs> to the the protest and there you go you're you're narking on all your uh, fellow protesters out yeah. there so keep that in mind while you're out there i do want to give a shout out real quick into the twitch channel because i see uh we have a new user in the chat uh whose twitch name is an observant person <laughs> i like that <laughs> which is very funny i like it very good name nice. all right guns what do you got what's next Yay, we got some Chinese news now. Well, of course, I missed, <laughs> I missed it last show. Yeah, well, we uh, we reported in the, I think it was the last episode where we discussed uh, a whole bunch of the communists and socialist groups in the United States, the political groups that were all kind of pushing for the violence or at least not really condemning the violence and saying mm-hmm. that, hey, you know, uh, the whole Black Lives Matter is a, is a really a good reason to start some of the protesting, but here we have China's, uh, foreign, I think it's foreign ministry spokesperson on Monday. This is a couple days ago, urging us to eliminate racial discrimination, protect minorities. And if you don't see the irony in that, it, you, you, you know, I don't know. I can't help you. This is a 33 second clip. Uh, from the Ministry of Foreign <laughs> Affairs of China. Ding, ding. Black lives matter. Their human rights need to be guaranteed. Racial discrimination against minorities is chronic sickness in American society. The current situation shows the severity of racial discrimination and police violence there, as well as the urgent need to resolve these issues. We hope the U.S. government can take substantial measures and fulfill its obligations to the International Convention on the Elimination of All Forms of Racial Discrimination, so as to safeguard and guarantee the legitimate rights of minority groups. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) That is so funny. It is mind-blowing that that was the CCP stance on it. I mean, of course, the CCP, the Chinese Communist Party, will say whatever they need to say for them to look good and uh, for America to look bad because, you know, you can't have Americans having uh, a better society than the communists. And, of course, uh, as we all know, I'm seeing everybody in the chat bring it up. Uh, The Chinese Communist Party currently imprisoning millions of Uyghur people, a minority in uh, China there, and putting them through, uh, I mean, just horrible, horrendous conditions. And we don't even know the extent of it because, I mean, only so much gets out. You know, I'm sure they're Uh doing horrible things. And, uh, you know, this reminded me... uh, I grew up watching a, a little show called South Park. Do you ever watch that show, Basil? I'm sure you probably caught some I episodes. I used to, yeah. And they did a lot of uh, subtle political commentary where they would flip, you know, uh, make uh, 
uh, an opposite type of anyway, this whole thing, this press conference is literally what the show South Park would show as like the Chinese government coming out and saying that we support human rights. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It's just so absurd yeah. that it's, it's pretty incredible. It's amazing to me that this is even, and it's even made it into the mainstream. I mean, this is not, this is not conspiracy theory that uh, China uh, has imprisoned, not just imprisoned, but full on concentration camps. Yeah. Full of the Uyghur people. And again, I mean, mainstream reporting about uh, organ harvesting going right. on, uh, using the minorities as an organ farm yeah. uh, to, you know, provide extra organs and, and I, extra organs over there in China. I think that we, we don't have the story in front of us, but there was something out there a few weeks ago about how, uh, uh, they shut down like hundreds, I think, of churches because of uh, part of it was the Ronas, but you know another part of it, a good excuse to shut down the the, the churches because, of course, the Christians there, you know, the, the, those are the people that are actually, you know, standing for some kind of freedom uh, mm-hmm. within that communist regime. So it's just fascinating how in America we almost take. Christianity for granted or, or just, you know, followers of Jesus for granted because we have some of the freedoms to express it. But in, in a place like China, I mean, you know, we, we, we fight over the rapture, we fight over different denominations or whatever, but in China, it's just like your China, church. Boom. Well, yeah. It's a, 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 an enforced secularism. Right. And of, you know, of course, the, 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 you know, for years, my entire life, been hearing about the uh, persecution of Christians. But there's also the, you know, the persecution of almost any spiritual uh, or, or organized religious activity over there. Um, yeah. So it's, it's really horrible. So for China to come out and just, <laughs> not to mention what's going on in Hong Kong. I mean, that's not even technically a, a you know, religious or no. racial minority. That's just a thriving economic hub that they don't want people being free in. Yeah. You know, it's funny, too. I, I almost mentioned it in yesterday's show, but uh, we were talking about the BRICS yesterday. And yeah. uh, there's actually, a, a, I think it's like a UN initiative called BRICS that went into Hong Kong and was like, oh, we're going to go into Hong Kong. I mean, it was like a British instituted thing where they're mm-hmm. like, hey, we're going to help out the Chinese and, and especially Hong Kong. We're going to help fight inequality in Hong Kong. It's almost like once they gave up power of Hong Kong, you know, they, they're an independent little area there. Uh, everybody wants to gain control back. And I just thought yeah. it was funny that they were called BRICS. I, I can't remember the acronym. It stood for something. Oh, oh, it was a, a yeah. Okay. An acronym. Right. Spelled out BRICS. Yeah. Well, that's uh, yikes. Of course. I mean, I don't I'm not expecting anything different from the the CCP there, but I can't believe that there's still people who defend the CCP. It's it's I can't I can't believe anyone would hear that and be like, hey, look at China. They're all they're down with the BLM. It's an easy easy bandwagon to get on, I guess. But I mean, to say that more people, you know, it's always good for people to speak out against, uh, you know, racial discrimination and inequality. But for China to be doing it, it, it's that's almost more silly than like a straight up KKK member. Right. Well, and YouTube was caught censoring uh, any kind of speech against the uh, CCP. So maybe this this will also get censored. YouTube. Uh, obviously owned by Alphabet, uh, the the Google parent company, 
um, notoriously working with the CCP, the leaders over in China there to uh, crack down on all sorts of stuff, all sorts of nasty stuff on the internet that the Chinese government doesn't want you to read like freedom and (laughs) basic freedom. Yeah. Yeah. Basic human rights. You can't have that. Can't have it. Um, Speaking of the KK gay gons, KK gay. What? What is wrong with my, Oh my goodness. I'm having a hard time today. Illuminatus. Illuminatus. This is coming from the BBC.com. Anonymous posts clue. Gosh. Okay, center. Careful. Careful. I need to speak correctly. Anonymous posts Ku Klux Klan alleged sympathizers list. Okay, so we saw uh, Anonymous. 2015, Basil. What? November 6, 2015, this article. Crap. (laughs) Dang it. You've been doing this a lot recently. And, I, I, and I, I was I, on your case about it, and you're like, it was one. And I think well, this is like three or four now. I, sh- I told you about this article. You looked at it. You could have looked at it, too. I actually you're didn't look at it. Safety I net, actually man. didn't look at it, because you added it after the fact. But it's okay. We, okay. we can talk about it, because uh, well, th- I no, think this was the last time. Now. Eh, it doesn't matter. You're right. But it was the last time they were really... Uh, you know, kind of active was around the two, 2015, right? That was like the last Here, time they. If you have if you have access to a keyboard, Gons, I'll go into this next one. Um, hit hit the jingle on this next one. I'll go into it and, and do a quick search. See if any anonymous has followed up on anything because they just threw their hat in the ring a couple days ago. I want to know if they've uh, gotten anything done. Hallelujah. All right, so I want to give a little update on the uh, the police kneeling. Uh, we saw a lot of protests end peacefully um, be, uh, because of the police, you know, uh, standing down and, uh, you know, whatever that means. Uh, Gons, speaking of which, this article we did yesterday. Hold on. Let me go down to the correct one. Um, sorry, this one everybody. from, uh, yeah. Oh, this from, no, this is from North Carolina. Okay. The one we did yesterday was on Florida, wasn't it? Um, I don't remember. I'm going to skip that one though. Okay. Just so you know, there's more, more police kneeling in, uh, in North Carolina, but here's, here's the one I do want to hit. This is CommonDreams.org. Uh, the article is titled do the right thing. Veterans call on national guard members to refuse to deploy against protesters. Okay, so one of the more disturbing things that's been happening recently is the instigation, official instigation of martial law in the United States, uh, which is, again, a confusing thing for some people because they want uh, they want the president to be strong. They want to crack down, end the riots end the loots, the looters, the loots. Uh, We can't have any loot players out there with their old medieval instruments playing loots. Um, But. When it comes down to instigating martial law to get that done, it's again falling right into the trap of, uh, you know, letting the government overreach on certain things. So we'll see if they pull back on it. But here we go. This article, do the right thing. Veterans call on National Guard members to refuse to deploy against protesters. Over 300 veterans have signed on to an open letter encouraging members of the National Guard to respond to the moral choice in front of them by refusing orders to deploy against protesters in streets across the nation. Quote, we urge you to have the courage to do the right thing, the letter says. Refuse activation orders. Woo. 
protests over uh, the May 25 killing of unarmed black man George Floyd by Minneapolis police officers have spread around the country, leading to confrontations between demonstrators and heavily armed police. The open letter was coordinated by About Face, Veterans Against the War, a group that describes itself as composed of post-9-11 service members and veterans organizing to end a foreign policy of permanent war and use the military use of military weapons tactics and values in communities across the country it was released the same day president trump threatened protesters with violence tweeting that quote when the looting starts the shooting starts referencing that tweet the letter urges other veterans to remember that quote it is Uh, your community members who fill the streets while your commander-in-chief tweets about using you to murder people over something as insignificant as property damage. The letter asks the Guard members to recall the military branch's uh, deadly legacy, including the 1970s Kent State shootings, and also recognize that the consequences for obeying activation orders could be grave. Quote, We know the consequences you may face for disobeying orders. Many of us have faced them ourselves. And many of us live with the consequences of following orders we shouldn't have and can tell you that the cost of moral injury is far greater. Army uh, Army veteran Brittany DeBarros of Veterans Against the War, who helped organize the letter, criticized Trump for his move Friday evening to hide in an underground bunker while protests broke outside uh, outside of the White House. Quote, it is asinine for a rich man hiding in a bunker to ask these troops, most of whom probably signed up to pay for access to college and health care, to take actions that will inevitably lead to more violence and haunt them for the rest of their lives, she said in a statement Tuesday. DeBarros expanded on those possible consequences in an interview last week with In These Times' Sarah Lazare. In the military, we're conditioned to think once you sign the dotted line, you are trapped. You have no choice, no agency. You should avoid any political speech. I think that's not true. In a moment like this, I just want people to stop what they are doing and understand they have do have a choice and at the end of the day, if they participate in something that turns into horrifying violence, it might be enough to tell other people I was doing what I had to do, but that's not going to be enough for you to live with. I wish more of us had known we could pause and say, do I really support this? According to the National Guard, as of Monday morning, over 17,000 Guard members have been activated for civil unrest in 23 states and Washington, D.C. So there you go, Gons. Very interesting, uh, you know, veterans calling for National Guardsmen to, uh, you know, pause and see if this is a choice that they want to participate in. Now, I don't know exactly what the consequences are. Maybe a veteran uh, or maybe a National Guard person watching in the chat can let us know. I can't imagine that there are uh, that you'll be. (laughs) forgiven or treated very well if you refuse activation orders but uh, what a tough situation yeah i i I interviewed a um and i think he was a general of some kind i think he still had top security clearance uh, last year uh, at the Mm -hmm. conference and uh he said that the the anybody in the military any ranks will reject or will uh deny the orders if the you know if they believe it's going against what they're actually supposed to be doing so you know it's an interesting thing that we had that conversation back in november i think or october because now we're seeing the situation where there is a little bit of a split 
kind of thinking going on where uh, depending on what narrative you want to follow, because uh, if you if you put it in the context of just protesters or, you know, they, they, they want to go out there, they want to hold up their signs. Hey, no problems. But if it if it were talking about the violence, especially what seems to be coordinated violence, then mm-hmm. it's certainly you want some people in the National Guard to step in to protect not just the people that are protesting, but the businesses and the community in general. So I don't know. It's a tough one. It's not as easy. I don't think it's as simple as like, Hey, we should just step down or you know, I the think military. you go to jail. I think you go to jail. If you uh, refuse activation orders, really at least wow. you can be impr- uh, thrown in jail. I don't know about prison, but yeah, I mean, that's a very serious thing to do to right. refuse activation orders. Um, and, uh, yeah, I get it. It's, it's complex and it's subtle for sure. I'm not trying to say this is an easy choice, but you know, for people who don't like the idea of martial law and, uh, you know, putting yourself in an adversarial role against your own fellow Americans, um, you know, I could see how that could be a tempting offer, but that's gotta be a, a very, hard decision for some uh, National Guardsmen. Did you see that picture floating around of, uh, I believe it was LA, the National Guard being deployed there. And uh, there's a video. I, I just saw a picture. I don't know if videos exist or not. Um, but uh, there's National Guardsmen walking down the street with their rifles, you know, uh, across their chest there. Yeah. But there are no clips in the rifles. I didn't, I didn't see that, but yeah, yeah. I, I know that they're deployed there. I have the, a friend of mine who was letting me know uh, that, you know, he was basically activated and then he was deployed out to the LA area. And um, he was telling me a couple of days ago that they're planning for four to 14 days of activation and of, uh, you know, just kind of making sure things are kosher, if you will. Yeah. So they'll be I'll out there. Say, and, uh, plaid city. Uh, watching on D live says, I doubt guard would go to jail. I spent 20 years in and there would be consequences and that might be an option, but I doubt it. So mm. no, and, nothing it, confirmed it, there, but it probably depends. I, I, it probably I depends on the number of people and the reason. And I, there's probably a lot involved here. It's, it's probably a fluid thing where it's not uh-huh. so black yeah. and white. Like if you do it, then because when we're talking about ranks, you know, what, what rank is sure in order sure that, that arrest and, and stuff. So, Um, you did want to, you wanted me to see if there's any kind of anonymous news. I did find a Forbes article that was kind of interesting that we can jump into real quick before we, yeah, let's check in on on anonymous. What's going on. Okay. So anonymous, uh, this is on Forbes.com. Twitter silences anonymous hackers threatening to dish the dirt on Trump. And um, this was actually kind of interesting. Hmm. Uh, It says here, as I reported on June 2nd, supposed anonymous hacking collective affiliates are threatening to reveal President Trump's dirty laundry. In support of those protesting following the death of George Floyd, anonymous seemingly emerged from the shadows where it had remained, largely ignored for some years. But any credible dirt relating to Trump has so far firmly failed to be dished. No one of the groups, uh, now one of the groups threatening to do just that, has been silenced by Twitter. Whether you think that Anonymous is an international band of info warriors or an even looser affiliation of hackers than it was before matters not. The concept of Anonymous has uh, as some kind of disruptive force for good or bad, depending upon your perspective, has undoubtedly struck a cultural chord. That chord is being strummed the loudest on Twitter. 
with one group claiming anonymous affiliation, your Anon News, gaining millions of new followers since the Black Lives Matter protest started. That account has uh, more than 7 million followers now, which is quite a bit on Twitter. Uh, a somewhat less popular account, Anon News, still had a following of some 120,000. It was the latter group that had posed the question, quote, should we leak more info on Trump, which promptly, uh, which prompted my reporting yesterday. Trump's dirty laundry is a scarce commodity. The re, uh, I guess it's our evil ransomware group had threatened to uh, reveal Trump's dirty laundry in May. And that turned out to be a damp squib rather than a smoking gun. Hardly surprising then that I was less than convinced Anon News or any of the so-called anonymous affiliates for that matter had real dirt to dish on Trump. Marcus Hutchins, the hacker who saved the internet from the WannaCry attack in 2017, did some digging and discovered that before June 1st, when Anon News deleted all old tweets and started covering the protest, it had been a, quote, fake K-pop giveaway spam account. Oi. Now it would appear that we'll never know if there was dirt to be dished, as at least not from the Anon News account. Reuters has... Uh, Reuters has today, June 3rd, reported that the Anon News account has been removed after being responsible for, quote, spam in coordination with other spammy accounts, according to a Twitter spokesman. This spammy, isn't spam, 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 <laughs> very spam, 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 spam. This isn't to say that anonymous activity, uh, that the anonymous activity, which has seen such a boost online, is being orchestrated by puppet masters in hoodies. That same Twitter spokesperson told Reuters it had not seen any evidence of, quote, substantial coordinated activity between the well-established anonymous accounts. According to Twitter, there was there has also been some activity with regard to accounts changing their profile names and photos in order to be visibly associated with anonymous, likely in an attempt to acquire followers. However, the author of the 2014 book, Hacker, Hoaxer, Whistleblower, Spy, the many faces of anonymous McGill University professor Gabriella Coleman is quoted by Reuters as suggesting some of the original anonymous hackers are involved in the 2020 resurgence. This would fit the decentralized hacktivist movement narrative, but still leaves many questions unanswered. Not least is uh, not least if there is any Trump dirty laundry to be washed in public. I finished my report yesterday, quoting someone as saying that Anon News needed to quote defecate or abandon the commode as a way of urging them to either get on with it or shut up. Mm, the commode yeah. has been pulled away by Twitter, but I'm seeing zero evidence of anyone else ready to sit upon the throne and be anything but vocal and constipated. So, yeah, uh, yeah. they got, it's interesting. Uh, as, as we reported anonymous, uh, joined, joined the conversation a couple days ago. So it'll be very interesting to see what comes out about that. Um, but we did. The, it was interesting to see them take the side of the BL, BLM conversation and be and get all those people that are part of that movement to be all riled up. Like, oh, here we go, Trump laundry or dirty laundry from oh, Trump. I didn't. I didn't find that very uh, surprising at all. Um, they they've always kind of been on the the social justice side of things. Okay. Um, but what I do find interesting is that they got pulled from Twitter, especially yeah. in the context of the whole Trump. Twitter issue recently where they put fact checks on him and right. uh, stuff like that. And then him turning around 
and not only threatening to crack down on the freedoms of social networks, but actually signing signing an executive order right. uh, that you know begins to pull the the protections away from the companies themselves. I wonder if this was uh, a move to kind of get back in the president's good graces, maybe uh, by Jack Dorsey there, because that's uh, that doesn't seem like a good enough reason to pull. Uh, a, a whole account to shut down a whole account, especially one that big and especially one from anonymous. Yeah. If I was uh Twitter, I would not want to make enemies with anonymous. Um, I'm so, wondering, you know, they would have to have a very compelling reason to, uh, to take that account down. You know, them going silent for three years may have been really the whole movement being co-opted or at least uh, shut down in a certain way. And, and, you know, the people that really got on the bandwagon here seems to have taken the opportunity to try to, you know, get some attention again, but yeah. I don't know. It just seems like, uh, well, and, and as we know, and just to remind people, if, if it's been a while since you've updated yourself on anonymous, they're not technically in, you know, a hierarchical right, right, or right. organized, uh, organization. It's just sort of an affiliation, uh, uh, almost like a, an affiliate federation of, uh, different hackers or groups of hackers who kind of collectively call them an, themselves anonymous um, in uh, individually working towards, you know, what they see to be the, uh, the best ways to make the world a better place. Here's my, uh, here's my assessment of the anonymous situation here. Mm-hmm. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. They're going <laughs> to, See now you're scared. I just scared you. I am. I don't want to. I'm, I'm not scared. I have a healthy respect for okay. anonymous. Okay. They've done great stuff in the past that I've, uh, you know, they during the Occupy Wall Street stuff and uh, a lot of stuff over the years. They've uh, put out some. They've done some very important work. So I'm interested to see what they uh, what they can pull off here. You know, interesting thing, Gons. Uh, a minute ago, literally like a minute ago, we were number two on talk shows and podcasts, mm-hmm. the rankings on Twitter, Twitch. Uh, not Twitter, Twitch. And I just refreshed the page and we've gotten pushed down to like 16th. Oh, so I don't know what's going on, but uh, people over there uh, on YouTube or wherever you're watching, if you want to help us out, climb those, those, that ladder there to help get in front of more people over on Twitch, go to twitch.tv slash canary cry radio. We got to pick up the viewership a little bit and climb that, uh, climb up the rankings. <laughs> we must again. have said something they didn't like. Uh, also, yeah. if you're on YouTube on either of the canary cry radio or face like the sun channel, if you give the video a thumbs up, then um, YouTube will be forced to share uh, the the live stream here um, and the counts have been going down and I don't think that's just has to do with Basil's googly eyes. I think it's got something <laughs> to do with the way their algorithms have been uh, pushing down the channel. And by the way, so yeah, let me just rant about that real quick before we move on because right. for I've I've I had seen people YouTubers, other creators say that you know their comments are being deleted on their own channel and are on their own videos. Yeah. And I hadn't actually experienced that myself until yesterday. I replied to someone uh, on a recent video that I, that I made about uh, George Floyd and some of his Freemasonic stuff. And I, I posted a reply. I had lots of links and I had uh, you know, done a little bit of research and boom, it's gone. And I actually, since then, I think two or three, I think two of my comments in my own video have been 
just disappeared by YouTube. So it's just a comment, just a yeah, comment just in a comment section? in the video section, yeah, or the comment section of the video. So hmm. yeah, it's 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 uh, it's pretty bad. That's that makes me angry. But also, uh, the YouTube channel being throttled with the amount of subscribers. Uh, not that you know, I'm not. It's not a huge deal, but uh, I've been stuck at two hundred sixty three thousand subs, and I was yeah. about to get to that two hundred sixty four thousand. I was getting really close. It was like in the nine hundreds. And, um, and then boom, like 200, 300 subs unsubbed, right, uh, right. just out of no, and, and I'm thinking, okay, all right, fine, fine. YouTube manipulation, manipulating the numbers. Yeah. Yeah. It happens. Yeah. Um, let's just do one more little update on the, uh, police taking a knee thing while we're at it. And then we'll, uh, thank some people. Oh, it's a new world order. It's here. Okay, so last show I was talking about, uh, you know, th- th- there's a conversation going on about the concept of police taking a knee and uh, ending uh, riots and protests peacefully, building a relationship uh, between the the citizens and the police. And, you know, I'm, I'm just happy it's not, you know, ending violently. I'm, I'm, anyways, I've already said my thoughts on that. But I found an interesting article. This is at theappeal.org, which is, uh, you know, a, a I don't know if it, I think it's left leaning, but I think it's more like protester leaning. It's kind of a, a social justice outlet here. And I thought it would be interesting to get this perspective on it. This is written by somebody who's, uh, you know, a sympathizer of the, the protesters here. Uh, the appeal.org. The headline is titled, Don't Let Cops Join Our Protests. And I think it's a very interesting look into at least this person's uh, views on the cops kneeling. Uh, Don't let cops join our protests. Cops who turn marches against police violence into parades don't actually want substantial changes to policing. Uh, This piece is a commentary, part of the appeals collection of opinion and analysis. So it's an opinion piece by somebody named Derricka Purnell. Sunday is my Sabbath. I rest and rejuvenate. Every now and then I steal my phone from the shelf where I pretend to hide it and check on the world. The other day I was shocked by what I witnessed. Police officers were participating in protests against police violence. In Flint, Michigan, the sheriff looked down on a sea of black people sickened with the waves of recent police violence. The sheriff joined them saying, quote, I want to make this a parade, not a protest. In Kansas City, Missouri, a black police officer and a white police officer held up a sign that read, quote, end police brutality. Camden, New Jersey, officers marched in the front of local protests. NYPD officers took a page from Colin Kaepernick's playbook. They kneeled. One hour later, they stood up and attacked the crowd that surrounded them. For many acts, uh, for many acts of police solidarity are wins. Some people believe that good cops lead by example for bad apple cops who bring shame to the profession. Police reformers hope that relationship building, diversity, and dialogue will make policing less violent. It cannot. We uh, and we must never invite or encourage police to march with us in protest against their own violence. Initially. 
My plea appears divisive. Wouldn't you rather have police marching with you instead of breaking your windows, pulling you out of your car, and shooting you with a stun gun like they did to a black couple in Atlanta? Isn't marching with police better than getting tear gassed by them like I did in Ferguson, Missouri? Why can't we try to see eye to eye with the police instead of losing an eye after one of them shoots you in the face with a rubber bullet like journalist Linda Tirado? Yet history and my spirit tell me that the police who stand with us today will not sacrifice anything to end police violence tomorrow. Will any of them agree to firing police officers uh, en masse? Will they march to cut their multi-million and multi-billion dollar budgets and urge city councils to invest in black communities? Will those officers conduct sit-ins to build more schools than cop academies and jails? Will they call on their police unions to retract their endorsements of President Trump? Will they refuse to enforce laws that criminalize poverty, blackness, and sexual orientation? And will these officers demand that their departments release disciplinary records and disclose complaints against them and their colleagues? No to all of the above. Why not? Marching officers will refuse significant changes to policing, in part because they receive their orders from politicians who empower police to be violent. These politicians, too, will yell Black Lives Matter in black churches on Sunday and veto cuts to police budgets on Monday. Several legislators sponsored Blue Lives Matter bills, and President Barack Obama chose to sign federal legislation to protect police officers at the height of the Black Lives Matter movement. Even though black people... Uh, were getting run over by cops and bystanders alike, tear-gassed, shot with rubber bullets, and beaten. We must also reject police from our protests for strategic reasons. Cops befriend activists and community leaders to build records and intelligence about local activism. Undercover officers spy on black activists and plant devices in their homes, schools, and meetings. Additionally, encouraging police officers to join weakens the power of the protests in the future. Why would you go into the streets to fight against the police who turned your protests into a fun parade? Why would police officers confront the violence in their departments if they have self-appointed spokespeople of the black community on speed dial to successfully discourage dissent. Police ultimately are the problem, not merely the collection of their individual brutal acts. This is exactly why we can learn from several LGBTQ organizations that oppose officers at parades. Cops... I'm sorry, LGBTQ organizations that oppose officers at parades. Cops wreak havoc in queer communities. LGBTQ Americans are incarcerated at the rate three times higher than the general population because of police profiling. Almost 90% of LGBTQ respondents surveyed reported that during sex work or allegations thereof, the police harassed, attacked, mistreated, or sexually assaulted them. The Stonewall Rebellion, which historians suggest catalyzed the gay rights movement, was a response to a police raid on a gay club. Today, it would be absurd if ICE agents led a Cinco de Mayo parade or if CIA agents wished uh, Aid Mubarak to Muslims after Ramadan. Why? Because those agencies are responsible for the surveillance, imprisonment, and death of people in those communities. The absurdity is not simply about whether individual bad people work in those careers, but rather as one of my favorite rappers, J. Cole, explained, the job is bad. To eliminate police violence, we must do the opposite of building relationships with police. Reduce and eliminate contact between them and us. Us is literally everyone. People of color, native people, black people, homeless people, poor people, gay people, people with disabilities and varying mental health struggles, women, trans women, immigrants, nobody is safe. 
including white people who represent about half of police victims. So even if police treated everyone like white people, many will still die. Institutions must also never, uh, sorry, institutions must also sever their relationships with police departments. We should follow the example of Jael Karandi and other college students who pushed the University of Minnesota to stop using Minneapolis police for large events. School boards and teachers unions must call in their school districts to cut ties with police officers inside of schools, just as the Minneapolis board and union did last week. Essential workers must protest partnership with police officers who lock up people uh, en masse and learn from the Minneapolis bus driver who refused to transport arrested protesters to jail. We must support campaigns from the Advancement Project that demand cop-free schools and from organizations like uh, BYP 100 calling to decriminalize sex work and end stop and frisk. Uh, we who believe in freedom should have supported Asata's daughters fight against a new police academy in Chicago and the Dream Defenders freedom papers demand to be free from police and prisons. Unlike the police officers who kneel, these activists and organizations understand that body cameras, civilian review boards and extra training cannot stop police violence. Thus, we must always search for ways to reduce police contact, reduce the reasons people think they need police, and reduce the size and scope of policing. Without moving forward, police abolition. Hmm, without moving forward, police abolition. People toward, will continue toward toward. Yes, sorry. Without moving toward police abolition, people will continue to die and cities will continue to burn. In my faith tradition, now this is interesting, Gons. In my faith tradition, we believe in altar call, an opportunity for people to experience transformation through joining a community for collective struggle and growth. Altar calls are deeply emotional. We ask people to leave behind what the world values, greed, power, and indifference to human life. If officers are serious about joining a struggle against police violence they must also leave these behind badge gun uh, badge and gun too sorry I'm, i i screwed up your last line there derica um so very very strong sentiments here gonzo they uh derica is not a fan of police you know any committing police. acts of solidarity uh, with the protests. They think that's not enough and we need to abolish the police altogether. What do you think? Yeah. So I, I understand the, uh, the last little paragraph there and, and this sort of idealistic sense of, Hey, if we really want to make change, there's this idea of an altar call and, and to put down the worldly concerns and, of, of course, of course, that's like an ideal situation. Um, but I, what I found more troubling, I had a, a paragraph highlighted. To eliminate police violence, we must do the opposite of building relationships with police, reduce and eliminate <laughs> right. contact between them and us. Um, I, you know, this, this on top of, there was a protest yesterday in Los Angeles uh, in front of Mayor Garcetti's house, and they were saying, end the police or defund the police. And... I don't think that's the solution either because you know, the same people that don't want the second amendment rights to remain the way they are, you know, the right to bear arms. They're the same ones mm -hmm. saying, and the police, they're the, they're the same ones being upset about the police brutality. And obviously police brutality is an issue. 
But yeah, well, and it's an interesting thing too, just to build on top of that, and I'll let you take it in a second. Sure. But not wanting police in schools, right? You know, we yeah. have this issue in America with school shootings. And so the response to that is to put police in schools because we don't want to give teachers guns or anything. Right. So now you don't have teachers who are able to defend a school. You don't have police who are able to de- defend a school. And I get it. The, I mean, the article they're talking about needing to uh, solve the problems that require policing, but that's a way harder thing to do. <laughs> Like, no, uh, and, and you're going to solve all, all crime. <laughs> well, that, so you that's don't the thing. Need police. So yes, again, they're they're very ideal. Okay, so it might appeal the appeal dot org here. It might appeal mm-hmm. to people's ideologies of this fantasy world. Well, maybe not even fantasy. This world, like I would say, God's kingdom, right? The true God's kingdom mm-hmm. when He returns, that sort of thing. But in in the current state we're in, in this fallen state, and that we're in right now with with. You know, we're, we're still waiting for Jesus' second coming. You get rid of the police and you get rid of the right to bear arms. And all you're left with is really, really bad people with <laughs> guns. guns. And, and yeah. And, and so, yeah, I mean, I, that just makes no sense to me because then you have a situation where all the criminals and all the really bad people take over and they kill without consequence and... There you go. Now they're the winners of the uh, the uh, the evolutionary yeah. uh, whatever. Uh, uh, I have the a survival of the fittest. I ha- yeah right yeah. You're, everybody's left to their own devices. You know, I have a feeling that this article is written in a in a moment of passion. You know, not not sure. all the way thought through. And I just have to. I mean. I'm not even going to get angry. I'm just going to respectfully disagree with this person. And they're obviously from some sort of Christian tradition, you know, a obvious, you know, some sort of progressive one. And you know what? That's <laughs> it's cool. But uh, yeah, to say that you don't like it when the people you are protesting against start listening and participating and answering the call that you are calling them to do and then turn around and say that uh, that's not enough. We need to completely abolish police altogether. Just doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. So uh, again, I don't know exactly who this Derica person is. They are obviously very emotional at the time of writing this. um, And I just have to completely disagree with them. Yeah. And that's okay. That's okay. But yeah, yeah. Again, not thought through in terms of the reality of the situation, but Hey, well, you know right. what? And, we can all agree really with the are... ideal sort of, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the idealism here of the, what you would like to see. Of course, I think no one would, uh, disagree with him or her. I don't know exactly. Derek, uh, maybe a, she, um, no one would disagree with them that, that that's an ideal situation that that's something everybody would want, of course. But, that's just not, that's, it's not reality, it's at just, least in our current st- you know, state <laughs> right. of being. So. I mean, it's a, it is a, a beautiful idea that we can get rid of all crime and not need any police and everybody will be uh, safe and happy. Right. Um, but that's not necessarily going to be solved right now. I think uh, police listening and police, uh, you know, agreeing that police brutality needs to be uh, checked. And of course, you know, I, here's what I think the big thing is. If I had to, if I, if I had to reach out and make a connection with this Derica person, let me try. I agree that none of this kneeling of the police or anything 
means anything if they're if they don't push for actual actions afterwards okay and i think that's the core of the conversation i'm doing my best to make a connection with somebody that i don't agree with thank you everybody for your uh and thank you for your praise here this is doing a very good job uh but (laughs) but uh you know, of course. Oh shoot! I totally lost my train of thought. Giving myself uh, some <laughs> giving yourself hilarious, credit. hilarious <laughs> praise there. Um, no, okay, I got it. So yes, of course. What needs to happen is these police who are kneeling and and if they truly are getting on the side of the protesters in in the sort of philosophical sense that police brutality does actually need to change uh these same cops who are turning these riots into parades would need to uh you know actually take more action there you well, go interestingly we enough that actually happens oh shoot i think our hmm? stream just dropped at least on my end uh-oh i did get a little i did get a little reconnection uh, symbol but let's see if the stream is still going Looks like it's still going. It looks like it dropped for a moment. There we go. I think we're back. back. Okay. Uh, Now that threw threw me off my uh, line of thinking. (laughs) But I think uh, what I was going to say was that, ironically, what would not solve, but you're talking about action. Part of the the action and part of what people I've I've seen around are upset about is this idea that uh, some of the the vest cameras and stuff get turned off in mm-hmm. certain occasions and mm-hmm. ma- there needs to be harsher punishment for people or for police officers that uh, officers that do turn it off ironically what would solve a lot of this is more surveillance on cops yeah i think the cops turning off their body cameras is completely unacceptable i think there needs yeah. to be very I, I think there needs to be extremely harsh consequences for turning off your body camera yeah but that, that's just um, or, interesting how or that's the i case. don't think the individual police officers should have control of that you know well yeah i, I think the body cams should be under either remotely controlled uh or you know should just never turn off right i think they should live stream <laughs> <laughs> there should, there should be a what? place where you can live stream all police cameras in, in a certain level of things that it, it well on one hand yes that makes sense to keep the uh, the bad cops accountable on the other hand welcome to the virtual panopticon where we all spy on right. each other to make sure we're not work you know getting out of line you know it's just ah uh, a rock in a hard place but um yeah that that's pretty much it and uh i do want to thank dj chuck norris for his uh super chat and he said uh one word china china just like trump trump's okay, been tweeting a lot of uh, cat phrases again recently <laughs> by the way we have a break What's jingle that? from sorry. godspeed Yes, we got some great jingles. Uh, as if you've listened to the show before, you know we play a lot of jingles, and uh, a lot of our jingles are created by listeners. And when you make us a jingle and we play it, you're not a listener. You're a, you're a producer of the show. So we have a producer uh, who sent in our Take a Break jingle. Let's go. It's break time. Come on, take a break. break. Okay, we're going to take a real quick break. Nobody go anywhere. We got some very good stories after this quick little break, very quick break. Um, But I want to take a second to thank some new Twitch followers. Gonzo, are you ready? You got your dinger dinged? (laughs) Got my dinger ready to go. 
Okay, here we go. Some quick thank yous to Canonic Cat. All right. Shorty Torg. It's Widget. Tie Girl for JC. Pablo Swagular. That's a funny one. Uh, Sarah Cavilla Fane. Twitcher 987123. We've got a new plague. Ooh, scary. I know. A new follower, Old Crow Cup of Joe. We got Snoop Doug one. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Dick Nixon follows us now. All right. We got Jean Doe. The French John Doe. This one, I'm I'm a fan of this one. I joined for Basil. I like that. Thank you, I joined for Basil. And then <laughs> this is getting out of hand. The next one, Basil's wife. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh, I have yet to meet Ooh. Basil's wife, but she follows us on Twitch. Um oh, we got a big uh, we got another celebrity follower, Gonz. Are Ooh, you ready? Yes. George Soros, second gen clone. Finally. Yes, George, we've got the welcome. Ch- Finally, you're here. We can talk we've to got you now. Well, we've had uh, we've had the o- the uh, the official George Soros oh, has followed okay. for a little while. Now we got George Soros, second gen clone. Okay. Well, I want to yeah, talk so to we've... the clone because I don't I don't think the uh, the original George Soros is really there anymore in terms of uh, <laughs> his mind. You know, I think he uploaded yeah, to, well, the, to the. Well, that's why we got the clone. We got the better, faster, stronger <laughs> George Soros. Yeah, of course. Uh, a couple more here. Sanchito two oh nine, JC Freeze, Adopt a Pet three, Eternity too long to be wrong. Uh, let's see. And that is it. Those are all our new Twitch followers. Thank you guys so much. And those of you who are uh, tuning in from all over the internet, following us uh, on Twitch, not just, don't just send a friend request. I, I see we've got some people who sent friend requests but didn't follow. You got to follow. Follow us on Twitch and and watch the show live on Twitch um, because that's the, A, the Twitch chat is the most fun chat. And uh, Twitch has a lot of great tools that we're hoping to unlock to help support ourselves and make the show uh much better i think that's going to be great and so we really appreciate it so so much when you guys watch the show live on twitch numbers are pretty good today on twitch although uh i think we're getting pushed down the rankings for maybe just being uh who we are guns but uh we need oh we are climbing we are climbing though we're making it up so if you guys want to help us uh head over to twitch.tv slash canary cry radio watch the show live there uh that's a big help (laughs) i think they're fighting over you there's a couple twitchers that are (laughs) (laughs) i know somebody uh, somebody in the chat said this the things are escalating quickly for Basil. <laughs> they are. They are. There's uh mm-hmm. there we go. So uh have fun. You know, I'm happy to to be here and, and watch it all play out on the chat. Um I want to uh let's save thanking uh our Patreon and PayPal people for later on in the show, because we're gonna make this break a quick one. Um anything else to do during the break, Gons? No. Oh, it's a new old order. It's here. Okay, let's go. All right. Is it what? You got this? Is you this want me you or this? me? Are you wait? Oh no, this is mine. This okay. Is you. Sorry. It's I was okay. gonna let I'm you waiting. take one. 
Um, cause that article was just so long that I just, <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So Tom right Cotton, um, a lot of people saw this tweet, Tom Cotton, he's a U.S. Senate candidate for Arizona. I believe, uh, he's a military guy. I think he's been in the Senate or a congressperson for Arizona for a while. Um, he tweeted out a couple days ago, uh, referring to the protests. And I just wanted to throw this out there again. We've got a lot of military, uh, f- listeners, so I want to know what they think. So make sure to put it in the chat so we can read it on the show here. He tweeted on June 1st, uh, in a, in, in a long string of tweets, And he said, uh, and if necessary, the 10th Mountain, 82nd Airborne, 1st Cavalry, 3rd Infantry, whatever it takes to restore order, no quarter for insurrectionists. Oh my gosh, the show burps. I'm sorry. (laughs) I got the show burps again. Uh, Whatever it takes to restore order, no quarter for insurrectionists, anarchists, rioters, and looters. Okay, now this uh, obviously taking a very strong stance against specifically the, I don't think, I think he's specifically talking about rioters here. I won't group in the the peaceful protesters, Um, but it made a big stink. People, uh, People made a big deal about it when he mentioned no quarter. Uh, and there's a lot of different people coming at this. Some people calling it, you know, no quarter is a war crime, which it might very well be, uh, according to Geneva convention. Um, but he's been fighting back on his Twitter saying that no quarter is not a war crime. It's not a big deal. It just means, you know, be harsh with people. Uh, and I don't, I don't, uh, disagree that maybe that's what he meant by it. Uh, he cited CollinsDictionary.com uh, for the definition of no quarter, meaning if you say that someone was given no quarter, you mean that they were not treated kindly by someone who had power or control over them. So there you go. He's just saying don't be kind to looters and rioters. But if you look up no quarter, uh, I I'm just looking from the Wikipedia because it is the first thing that came up. The Wikipedia for no quarter says the phrase no quarter was generic, uh, generally used during military conflict to imply combatants uh, would not be taken prisoner, which made sense. You know, no quarter. You don't give them quarter. You don't take them prisoner and take care of them. But then it says, uh, The phrase no quarter was generally used during military conflict to imply combatants would not be taken prisoner, but killed. So uh, according to this definition specifically means to not take prisoners, but to kill everybody. Is this, Uh, is this where mm -hmm. we get the phrase take no prisoners? I don't know if this is where it comes from, but it sounds, it sounds like the military term for take no prisoners. Right. And which would mean. I mean, you don't, when you don't take prisoners, you don't just, uh, let them go. <laughs> right. Oh, uh, we're not taking prisoners right now. Sorry, buddy. Uh, go on, <laughs> go on your merry way. <laughs> yeah, no, it was used in the context of, uh, when I was a competitive athlete, uh, they would always tell me, take no prisoners, you know, and it was, uh, it was right. a, a way to say, destroy the opponent. Uh, right. there's a yeah. collinsdictionary.com, uh, definition as well. It says, if you say that someone was given no quarter, you mean that they were not treated kindly by someone who had power or control over them. Uh-huh. Uh, a little less brutal here, but uh, 
I don't know. Yeah. It's well, more of a either way, it's, you know, he feels very strongly about not treating the rioters nicely. Um, but, you know, I didn't have time. Actually, I, I popped this into the our notes just like five minutes before the show. What I wanted to do was look up the actual definition of no quarter as it is referred to in the Geneva Convention, because that's what people are uh, mentioning. I don't know. Maybe we can activate the chat here to do some research for us. Uh, so I don't know, maybe somebody find a link, uh, to some Geneva documents, see what, uh, no quarter is referred to there and pop it in the chat. Well, may, well I don't know if this will work, but if somebody can do that, we'll figure it out. Um, but yeah, so, you know, of course he's, he's, uh, running for uh, Senate and he's a military man. So he needs to be strong, you know, on law and order and that type of thing. But it was specifically that term no quarter that people were like whoa bro that's too much you're going too far and of course i think that would be a little too far uh if if he really was going by um the the most intense definition right well i I found a reference one of the, the first reference at the bottom of the wiki page says uh what does it mean to take new prisoners it's a wise geek article and yeah, so there you go. I think it does come, that phrase does come from this, this whole, uh, this whole thing. Although the phrase yeah. take no prisoners sounds merciful on its surface. It usually refers to taking an overly aggressive stance in a particular situation. It usually implies that someone lacks mercy, but it's broad range of application does not always translate to being merciless. The likely origin of the phrase is as a command in combat, which implies that opposing forces would be killed rather than spared and taken into custody. To take no prisoners would be a common military command in modern times. Killing wounded soldiers or soldiers who have surrendered are considered to be international uh, are considered to be international war crimes. Fighting so that there are none left to surrender or so that people are killed rather than wounded, however, would be a style of warfare that is not technically illegal. So yeah. Um, so I got a lot of people uh, throwing in the quotes from the Constitution about no soldier shall in time of peace be courted in any house. I think uh, I think the the term quarter there is referring to the you know the right etymology, right. but I think the term no quarter is uh, different. Which I mean, when you're talking about a combatant, you're literally saying don't give them a place to live, take no prisoners. You know, we're not going to take care of them. Um. Let's see here. I'm scrolling through the chat, seeing if anybody has anything constructive to say about this. Nothing yet. So we'll keep an eye out. Uh, see if anybody sees. Yeah. Uh, to Jenny, give no quarter means to show no mercy, to yeah. award no clemency, to give no quarter originally applied to military situations if a victor was not willing to take care. Yeah. So there you go. So Tom... Uh, Tom Cotton's getting a lot of pushback about this no quarter comment. And I got to say, too, look, I, I see some people in the chat also saying, you know, yeah, no, no mercy to the looters. They are human beings. And, yeah, they're not doing good stuff. We, they certainly need to go to jail if they're breaking the law. Um, but uh, excessive violence against individuals is kind of what this whole thing is about. So, uh showing excessive violence towards these rioters, I think it's just going to make it go longer. I think it's just going to give the rioters more ammunition to keep doing what they're doing. And I don't think that's a very good idea, but anyways, I'm tired of talking about these riots today, guns. Well, Jenny B was saying that Tom Cotton uh, called out the CCP. So maybe there's like a, 
he's not necessarily talking about the American citizens, but those who are maybe behind the cloak uh, from the CCP that are, you know, instigating some of this. There's no direct evidence, I would say. At least I haven't seen anything. But given the fact that a lot of the, uh, you know, the socialist communist types of groups here are very much in bed with the Chinese and earlier today, you know, showing that clip of the CCP in in cahoots with the whole BLM movement. Maybe that's what he was talking about, that he's going to take some strong actions against uh, China. Okay. I'm just saying, man, uh, there could be like the reason why he's so harsh on the whole idea is maybe because he knows something we don't in a sense of, of who the, the quote unquote true instigators are. It's not just the Oh, I don't doubt. Yeah. That, uh, you know, we're not the, (laughs) the absolute, uh, (laughs) holders of truth as far as this goes. So we'll see how it goes. All right. What do you got next? Well, I don't have a jingle for this, but a sports fan would know the, the, uh, the reference to LeBron James. And so here we got a story about LeBron James. I know TMZ sports, my favorite place to get news about athletes. They'll do anything for clout. Cardi and offset tried to tell y'all. That's LeBron mm. James taking aim at two women who used the chaos in LA as photo opportunities. And yeah, the King is big mad over it. Big mad, big bro. Mad. Here's the deal. <laughs> I like how this is written. It's like someone yelling at you. Here's <laughs> the deal. Rioters and looters wreaked havoc on stores and shops in Santa Monica all day on all day and night Sunday. And on Monday, two women showed up to take pics with the rubble. While citizens aided in the rebuilding effort, one woman faked the use of a power tool on a storefront plywood and then bolted off. And it shows a little tweet here. Uh, should I show the clip? The 17 yeah. second clip. So I guess we can show it here. This is uh, this girl posing with a drill and it's not great audio uh, for the show if you're listening, but here it is. And uh, there she's posing with the workers. Thank okay. you so yeah, so she walks up to this guy who's boarding up his uh, storefront, and she asks if she can pose with the drill and take a picture to look like she is helping board the, board the place up, and then immediately says, thank you so much, and runs back to her car with her boyfriend, and they drive away. And the Mercedes. <laughs> nice little photo op there to look like she's uh, participating. Yeah, the Mercedes-Benz there, and it says, quote, yeah. this lady stopped someone board up a store in Santa Monica so she could hold the drill for a picture, then drove away. One woman is said of the scene, please don't do this. Another woman posed in front please of the store. Please don't do this <laughs> for so many reasons. I know, so many reasons. Another woman posed in front of a store that had been ransacked just hours earlier with a witness there saying, quote, this girl is making her boyfriend take a picture of her in front of a smashed T-Mobile. Oh, my gosh. And uh, I don't know if, uh, is this, is this even worth playing? Yeah. It's, I mean, you know, it's fun to watch. This girl is making her boyfriend take a picture of her in front of a smash (gasps) T-Mobile. Okay. So, all right. The response is, it's so horrible, man. What are these people thinking? Well, okay. Okay. Wait a minute. The first one. 
I can see the outrage because she's uh-huh. literally holding the drill and posing, yeah, pretending the first like one is worse for sure. Pretending like she's fixing something when she's not. The second one, uh, I mean, she's Still, just standing. Though, I mean, it's so embarrassing to it watch is. these boyfriends have to take Instagram pictures for their girlfriends, <laughs> that is true. especially for such <laughs> virtue signaling, fake, you know, clout gaining. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's not cool. That's the problem with Instagram and social media in general. And now I'm just sounding like an old curmudgeon, and that's okay because uh, you know that later on in the article it says they reached out to those girls to try to get their side of the story, but they have not responded for comments. So, well, we got to be careful. Do? You don't want them to. You know. Your man, Le- LeBron, man, he's calling calling out the white <laughs> girls. Oh gosh. <laughs> yeah okay great just, yeah, okay. just bring home yeah, yeah, bring yeah. home a ring bring home a All ring right. <laughs> why don't we uh why don't we talk a little bit about some covid oh yeah some covid forgot that Gotta that was a thing COVID. i know COVID. this is zerohedge.com a- oh go ahead what was it let me just give a quick shout out to a six string commando a uh, very faithful Twitch viewer. Good yeah. to see you in the chat there, Six String Commando. Uh, I want to point out a chat he said earlier. He says, when I'm engaged in this chat and listening to Basil and Gons, I forget that this world is in utter chaos right now. So that's very nice. I'm glad that's that we're, why we're here. That's why yeah. we're here. Uh, thank you for that. Um, ZeroHedge.com. Enraged Italians abandon mask. Denounce pandemic as scam. Ooh! Told you, scamdemic man. I've been saying it. Those Italians taking a hard stance. They want their. They want their. Their. What happened to my my article? Go back. I don't know. Uh, I don't know, man. Here we go. Okay. It says hundreds of Italian demonstrators gathered in Rome's Piazza del Popolo on Tuesday, ditching their masks in a protest against the Italian government's lockdown restrictions aimed at controlling the spread of the Ronas. The group, which calls themselves the Orange Vests, is led by retired, oh gosh, Carabinieri General Antonio Papalardo, who doesn't believe children should be made to wear masks according to time. Refusing to wear a mask himself, Papalardo said, quote, these lungs of mine, I take care of my lungs. Breathing is sacred. I like the Italians. Uh, And then it's got a little quote. The people packing the square didn't adhere to social distancing guidelines set by the government. Papalardo portrayed such uh, containment measures as an infringement of freedom. Other speakers at the protest asserted that the pandemic never existed and alleged that politicians had played it up to enhance their own powers. And that was uh, the little quote from Time magazine. Elsewhere in Rome, opposition leaders, including League Party Chief Matteo Salvini, marched on Tuesday to demand that the government resign. A lot of people telling people to resign and, and step down. Yeah, get the government out of here. Unveiling I like those Italians. Yeah, unveiling an Italian flag along the Via del Corso, Rome's central artery. The gathering soon turned into a procession led by Salvini and two other party leaders, Giorgia Meloni on the right-wing brothers of Italy and Antonio Tajani, who co-founded former PM Silvio Berlusconi's center-right Forza Italia, according to France 24. 
According to a Facebook post by Salvini, the march was, quote, a symbolic gesture to make heard the voices of the citizens who do not give up. And it has the quote here, as Italy faces the worst recession since the war, the crisis could further bolster the far right with the country scrambling to support businesses. Quote, there's an immediate need for money for the Italians, yet we are promised the recovery fund in 2021, Salvini told reporters referring to the 750 billion euro European recovery plan. There can be no forgotten Italian workers, he added. He also expressed opposition to the government's decision to temporarily allow legal, uh, illegal immigrants to work on the land or as domestic helpers, kind of like replacements. Salvini was, spared, uh, Salvini was spared standing trial last week by a special committee over allegations of illegally detaining migrants at sea. So there you go. Uh, Italy making their voices heard and calling the whole thing a scam. I don't know. I stand with yeah. these folks. <laughs> yeah, you know, the, 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 the Italians is an interesting situation in regards to the EU because yeah. they are constantly fighting with the EU to get what seems like they should be entitled to. But uh, the EU just doesn't want to help them out as much as they need. Yeah. So, uh, uh, you know, the Italians are constantly – I mean, they're the ones who uh, – one of their – um, hmm, one of their leaders. What do they have over there? I don't know if they're senators or yeah, Congress people I'm not sure or how the government yeah, works. One of their whatever their equivalent of the Senate is. Um, straight up had a woman, one of the senators. Again, I don't know what they are. Just calling her a senator. Uh, <laughs> stand up and do a whole presentation on how they need to arrest Bill Gates. Right. I yeah, mean, that's in the right. official Senate, they're doing this. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah, yeah, I remember reporting on that a few weeks ago. So, yeah, yeah. definitely uh definitely one of those issues where <laughs> you know, the, the people have had it and uh, I'm sure we're going to see the stories about the spike in Italy. Uh did we just have an earthquake? I got a text from the wife. Know. She said we just we're not had in an the earthquake. same place. So, I don't know if you had an earthquake. Okay, I'm just checking checking on the wife. Make sure okay. she's okay. We I didn't She's really, not well, quaking. you know what? I did feel, uh, I thought my, you know, my, uh, the doors were just loud and, and was being closed loudly, but maybe there was a little shake. Let me check, check up on that Ooh, real quick. Yeah. You make sure everything's good. I'll get into, uh, well, it's um, actually, oh, no, well, the next, yeah, the next, the next thing story is, is mine. A clip. Well, it's, well, it's, well, no, nah, it's not really a clip either. It was just a mention of a, uh, uh, well, you know, you're right. It's a clip. Sorry. I got it wrong. Yeah, yeah, we can play Let's the clip. Let's play the clip. See what's up. This is a yahoonews.com. Your favorite new outlet, Basil. Your favorite balanced God, outlet. I love those Yahoo peeps. Balanced. I'm using air quotes. Balanced. Okay, here we go. <laughs> ...with our country still in the grips of the coronavirus emergency. In the past 24 hours, there have been more than 19,000 new cases reported here in the United States and 600 new deaths. Stephanie Ramos has the latest. This weekend, COVID crossing yet another alarming milestone. Six million cases reported worldwide. And with more than 100,000 deaths in the U.S. so far, a warning from the CDC predicting that the U.S. could pass 115,000 deaths in less than three weeks. An urgent alert as demonstrations nationwide are organized to end police brutality in the aftermath of George Floyd's death. Many people walking close together 
together, not wearing masks. Atlanta's mayor concerned infections may spread in the crowds. If you were out protesting last night, you probably need to go get a COVID test this week because there's still a pandemic in America that's killing black and brown people at higher numbers. In Missouri, a warning from authorities after a person who visited the Ozarks during last weekend's Memorial Day holiday tested positive for COVID-19. The local health department releasing a timeline of the person's whereabouts to inform people who may have been at the same locations. The person visiting various bars last Saturday and Sunday, including this packed pool at Backwater Jacks. The bar releasing a statement saying they will continue to take additional precautions throughout the summer to reduce risk. The mayor speaking out on the incident. This is not the kind of image that I think we want to be projecting. In Florida, Miami beaches were supposed to open today, but that has good input, Mayor. CDC wants to remind Americans ahead of summer that if they travel or, for instance, go camping, they may expose themselves to the virus. We are not in the clear yet, George. It has not passed. Okay, Stephanie, thanks very much. Okay, Stephanie, thanks very Ah, much. Stop, ads, stop. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, so there you go. You know, a lot of people questioning with all this, uh, with all these groups of people banning together and writing and just protesting, you know, whatever way you're handling yourself. We should be seeing a huge spike. Now, this says that there's been 19,000 new cases in the past 24 hours, which is not insubstantial or unsubstantial. Um, But there you go. I mean, uh, I have not heard a lot about COVID going on recently. Of of course, there's more pressing matters to attend to. Uh, And as we know, you know, when when the the fear mongering of the COVID started to ease off, people started opening up, uh, businesses started opening up. That's just when uh, all this rioting happens. Some may think that that uh, wasn't so much of an accident, but, you know, who knows? I do got to say, guns in the so real quick, just to address the chat. Uh, Viva la Resistance 2020 asks a question. She said, uh, "They say I'm going to ask everyone and every day until someone responds. Please jingle song of COVID 19, all caps, guns, please." And I don't un- quite understand the question. If they wanted to hear the jingle, or if they want to know what the song is. Um, but then we also got slammed by uh, Carla Seven Earthful, who says uh, Canary Cry Radio didn't answer emails. What a pity. I gave up on trying to make jingles or else they don't give me email feedback. Uh, give us a break. Come on. We get a lot of emails. We try our best to get back to you. Very sorry uh, if we don't respond to your email in a timely manner. Uh, I'm not sure who uh, in what your email is, but we try to get to as many emails as possible. And, uh, yeah. And I don't know if you want, we'll, we'll play the COVID jingle. We're going to be doing that. So, um, I hope that was the question. If you're asking a different question, you just let me know. Um, so earthquake was, earthquake. uh, what's the deal? 5.1. Uh, didn't really feel like, I didn't think it was a 5.1 or anything I felt. I felt like a door was closing. So maybe the door closing was the earthquake, but, um, I think we're okay here. I'm not seeing anything too crazy other than 
people freaking out that there was an earthquake on top of yeah, madness. Yeah, five point one. That's that's not nothing. No, that's that's definitely a, yeah. Um, wife telling me shake. that she uh, she uh, said it was a jerky one and that she felt she felt it pretty strongly where she's at right now. So um, hmm. hopefully Viva. everyone's safe out there. What is the song? There, Viva la Resistance oh, is asking what the song is. I, we don't know because that was uh, a, a a jingle that somebody sent in. So it could be yeah. something that uh, we didn't make that one. So we don't or, know what it yeah. Is. So okay. Yeah. Well, you want to do another story here? Yeah, you know it's interesting though. You you had a story down here <laughs> about Yellowstone. But oh yeah, we'll get about to later about earthquakes. So yeah, let's just do, you do it just right now. Do it real quick. Okay, so uh, yeah. no jingle, just. Just earthquakes. Breaking earthquake news. Yeah, since there was an earthquake. Yeah. Uh, the mindunleashed.com. I'm sure there's some uh, other <laughs> outlets about this, but this says swarm of earthquakes in Yellowstone renews fears of super volcano eruption. This is on June 2nd, so yesterday. The article reads, the U.S. Geological Survey says it's monitoring the area near Yellowstone National Park, where a swarm of earthquakes has caused renewed concern over the area's underground supervolcano. Although statistically unlikely, no kidding, a supervolcano eruption would release the equivalent of 1,000 Hiroshima atomic bombs. Oh my gosh. And wreak unprecedented destruction. The area, West Yellowstone in Montana, reported around 11 earthquakes on Friday and a total of 34 in the last month. Though considered low-magnitude quakes, the tremors extended three miles underground. According to Yellowstone National Park's website, quote, Yellowstone is one of the most seismically active areas in the United States. Approximately 700 to 3,000 earthquakes occur each year in the Yellowstone area. Most are not felt. They result from the extensive network of faults associated with the volcano and surrounding tectonic features. Situated on the northwest Wyoming, Yellowstone National Park brings in millions of annual tourists who marvel at the geysers, steam vents, and bubbling eddies of geothermally heated water. Park officials say that the earthquakes there are caused by volcanic fluids entering shallow rock fractures. Yellowstone sits atop one of the only two supervolcanoes in the U.S. contained within three overlapping calderas that represent past eruptions from hundreds of thousands of and even millions of years ago. Scientists say the Yellowstone volcano is roughly 34 by 45 miles wide and only three miles below the surface. Its last eruption was 640,000 years ago when it is estimated to have dumped over 2,000 times the amount of ash as Mount St. Helens eruption. Swarms of earthquakes are not unusual in the area. In 2018, the park recorded a swarm of 138 quakes, Sorry, 130, 153 quakes. Uh, the U.S. Geological Survey says the odds are only one in 730,000 that the Yellowstone supervolcano will erupt this year. However, the supervolcano eruption threat has become a predictable meme in recent years, usually resurfacing during earthquake storms. Swarms. The reason is that if a supervolcano did go off, it would definitely be a game changer. <laughs> well, you think? Yeah. A BBC feature on supervolcanoes described the aftermath. Quote, the sky will darken, black rain will fall, and the earth will be plunged into the equivalent of nuclear winter. Yes, very good. 
<laughs> volcanists insist there is no imminent threat of a supervolcano eruption at the moment, but larger earthquakes and hydrothermal blasts could present a real danger to tourists. And then they kind of repeat themselves a few more times to end the article. Uh, so there you go. Lots of, lots of earthquakes happening all around the place. Uh, actually, uh, paired with the big earthquake that happened in, where was it, Nevada? Um, a month ago or so. There's a lot of earthquake stuff going on. You know, it's interesting because on Twitter... Uh, hashtag earthquake is trending, but the earthquake that's the article that's attached to it is from yesterday evening, a 3.9 near Barstow, but that's not the, it's like too late. It's, you know, that's, that's old news. Now we're talking about the earthquake that just happened. Come on, Twitter, get on it. <laughs> I thought I'm, I'm here for the, the immediate stuff. Guns, you know, it's fun. You might, since it happened live on the air, you might literally have been the very first person to report on that earthquake. Yes. For the, I finally broke some finally fresh news. You broke the story. Yeah. Except um, for you had to get the, the size of it from somebody else. So Right, yeah. and I didn't really feel it. I, I would have told you if I really felt it, but I don't think anything's out of place here. Or nothing shook to the point where it's, uh, it was uh, you know, an <laughs> unusual shaking <laughs> where yeah. I'm at right now. Um, All right, so there you go. A little update on some earthquakes. Hold on. Um, the mayor said something. Let me let me see if this uh, is worth showing. Uh, I'll just at least play the audio here of the mayor. Uh, somebody said this sums it up. Let me see. Uh, let's hear it. I was just informed too that there we just had a large earthquake. As if things couldn't get worse. <laughs> he's doing. <laughs> he's the mayor of L.A. is standing doing a press conference. And uh, yeah, in the middle of it, apparently we, it, it, he got word, which means he, pro <laughs> he probably felt it like, no, please. No, <laughs> uh, the apocalypse, the apocalypse yeah. happening right before our eyes live on air. Fantastic. <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, so there you go. All right. Hope everyone's safe. Hope, you know, nothing else. Uh, <laughs> uh, enough of the looting from the, from the protesters or the, the rioting. Now we yeah, got a, a nice, nice little distraction for a second for a moment. Yeah. Let's, uh, who are we going to sue for the earthquakes? China, China. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> if Trump's law earthquake, China in his tweets, <laughs> let's finish up with this COVID stuff so we can move on. Okay. So what, what, what other COVID thing do we have here? Vaccine. Oh, right, 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 right. Vaccine. Vaccine. So, uh, one of the things, our feed, if you're an old timer, if you're an OG in the truther space, uh, you would know about Revelations Radio News and Revelations Radio Network. Um, our, our episodes still gets published on the RRN podcast feed if you're listening through that. Um, but Revelation, uh, Revelations Radio News published their 207th episode just recently. That's uh, Tim Kalkenny and Andrew Hoffman. And if you want to know from a Christian perspective, uh, a really, really well-written short book on eugenics and having a, a biblical view of things, the book, The New World Order and the Eugenics Wars, A Christian Perspective is a must-have book in your uh, library. This was published back in 2009 which goes to show that he was on top of it way back when. And um, 
You know, it's really funny because if you look at the cover of the book, and, and I was looking for the book myself, I just I can't find my copy of it. But in the on the cover, you have like you know the Earth, and you have all these people. <laughs> it's a really provocative piece of art where you have all these uh, world leaders with red eyes, and uh, you know you got your George Bush Senior and Clinton, oh, yeah. and George Soros is on there. And, it's a classic cover. Yeah. And it's got Bill Gates on there too. So just mm-hmm. for people that think that you you just found out about the Bill Gates thing. <laughs> uh, we've been we've been on it for a while here and and you know somebody like Andrew Hoffman has been on top of it. And uh but anyway, he he brought up an interesting idea or an interesting theory about the Wakchin and the masks. And I thought I'd relay that. I, I don't have the clip. I'm not going to look for the clip and play it, but uh, Real quick, just because every show is somebody's first show. Sure. Wakchin is the oh, yeah. uh, Japanese <laughs> pronunciation of the word vaccine. Yeah, there you go. We're trying to avoid the uh, the algos catching us. Yeah. They're probably thinking that we're talking about something else. But <laughs> yeah. Um, so in, in the episode, uh, which we're catching up to him, Basil, they're on 207. We're on 204. So we're right on their heels. We're coming and they, for you. And they had it. They had like a five-year head start or something, so. We're, we're coming for you, Tim and Andrew. Uh, <laughs> but he had this theory that that uh, they're going to make this mandatory vaccine thing out there, but it's going to be kind of an ultimatum where if you got a vaccine, then you don't have to wear a mask around town. But if you, uh, what did I say? If you don't get a vaccine, then you'll know. If you do get a vaccine, you don't have to wear the mask. If you mm. don't get the vaccine, then you're required based on your digital imprint that you wear a mask around town. So, you know, that's a pretty good theory. If the, the, the mask thing isn't going to go away, even though so many people are realizing that it doesn't do anything. Right. Um, but I can see that as a, as a potential thing where people, uh, it's almost like a, a signaling thing, you know, like, oh, you, you're not wearing a mask. Stay away from me, man. You don't have your vax or you don't have your vaccine. Right, you know? right. So good theory, good show. Check them out. We'll leave links in the description. And my goodness, I didn't realize how late it was. What time is it? Oh my gosh. Yeah. How long have we been doing this? Oh, we're over two hours here. Well, that's okay. We're we're on the, the last we're on the last uh, string of articles here. We'll take yeah, we'll, we'll just have to uh, fly through them a little bit. But it's, yeah. a lot of it is pretty quick. So uh do you want to do a real quick break time and, and thank some people real quick? Yeah. Quick break. Hit the jingle. Come yeah. on, take a break. Okay, just a quick break. We uh, got some people to thank. First of all, I want to start uh, with thanking some of our new Twitch followers coming in hot live during the show. Uh, get your dinger ding in. We got the Thanos. Ugh. Thank you, the Thanos. We got Rabid Murder Ant. Oh, thank you. Thank you for the follow <laughs> rabid murder ant. We've got Overlord of the West. Nice. That's right. And uh, one more mid <laughs> What happened with the earthquake? Medieval egg stew. Nice. <laughs> That's an interesting I love these names, guys. Recipe. Great job. Thanks for following us on Twitch again. Uh, if you are watching somewhere else, consider heading over to Twitch. Uh, uh, Twitch.tv slash Canary Cry Radio. That's Twitch.tv slash Canary Cry Radio. It helps us out a whole bunch. Uh, we were rated uh, number two earlier in the show. Then we fell down to 16th on the ladder, and now we're number 10. 
So yeah. we're still climbing the ladder. We need some people to head over to twitch.tv slash canarycryradio. And thank you for those who are watching live. And uh, I haven't said it in a couple shows, but if you're on YouTube, you watch the show on YouTube, I get it. It's it's a little easier. You already have an account. But here's the fun thing. The fun thing is going to Twitch, making a new account, uh, and being able to to redefine yourself, to to change you know your username. Over on YouTube, usually it's just your first and last name. But uh, over here, we got some very creative followers making some creative, uh, very creative names like George Soros, second gen clone, things <laughs> like that. Because we got some, we got some, uh, some of the four horsemen of the technocalypse, some big movers and shakers in the world who follow us over on Twitch. So join them. Um, and I'm trying to think of maybe who we would want to follow next. Get creative. You can figure it out. Yeah. Um, and on top of that, I want to remind everybody that we are, uh, this whole show is a value for value proposition. What does that mean? Well, what it means is we make the show. We put it out there. We're going three days in a row now. We're working hard, Guns. This is, yeah, I, know. I don't so, know if this is sustainable, but we're doing it now. <laughs> yeah. And uh the way it works is if you get value out of the show, you get the opportunity to put some value back into the show. It's the only way that it works. Uh, we don't believe in uh, the current advertising model for a lot of different shows around the world. I think that it's what's problem. What's that? That's the problem with the internet. That's why, you know, the more clicks, the more eyeballs say whatever you want, do whatever you want. As long as you got people looking at the page, because then you can get advertised to uh, pay big money for it. So we're not yeah. into that. We don't believe in gaining your trust and your attention and then turning around and selling it to big corporations uh, for our own personal gain. Instead, we uh, just put out the, our product and ask that if people get value, they put value back in. And if you don't get value, eh, okay, I get it. Hurts my feelings, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and But there's a lot of ways to do that, not just financial. As you've heard on this show a few times, uh, we... We, a lot of listeners uh, send in jingles, create jingles mm -hmm. for the show uh, for, you know, it's, it's nice. Now the past few jingles that come in, we didn't even have to specifically ask for a jingle and uh, uh, they, they are listeners of the show. They know where a jingle needs to go. They know what they need. They know what we need and they deliver like our uh, take a break jingle is one of my new favorites. Um, and so if you are a talented uh, person or even if you're not talented and you just want to screw around with some audio software, make a jingle for something we cover on the show, you can send that to canarycryradio at gmail.com. Um, that's very helpful. Uh, and you'll hear it on the show and we'll give you a big thank you. So thank you very much. A lot of creative people. Speaking of which, um, also, if we have any artists, you know, people, yeah. if you're drawing during the show, um, who is it? Jay Vela, a uh, listener and yes. someone who pops in on the uh, the chat, uh, made us some awesome artwork that I posted on Facebook today. Um, I don't know. I, I believe they they drew it during the show and sent it over, and it's very cool. Posted it on Facebook. We can use it in uh, newsletters and things like that. So if you're a creative person or an artist out there, send us what you got, your Canary Cry-inspired uh, 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 art. And on top of that, we got musicians who full-on make full songs related to the yeah. show. 
which we are very excited about. We got a new one. Of course, there's the fan favorite um, Rattle the Cage song that we will be playing at the end of the show. So stick around. You don't want to miss it. But we got another one, uh, a People Zoo song. Gons, who was it? Who sent that in? Oh, you're putting me on the spot with the name. Oh, that's okay. I I thought you might have had it in front of you. Look it up on the email and chime in when you got it. But we want to thank this person. Um, and we'll be playing that song at the end of the show. We're getting a nice little playlist uh, to play at the end of the show. So it's a good reason to stick around, uh, at least keep the audio going, because there's some really fun and funny stuff that we'll be playing at the end of the show. It was uh, um, Martin. Martin was the one that sent, a, sent in the song. So again, yeah, we'll yeah. play it at the very end of the show. You guys will hear it. Very and, good, uh, Martin. It's a really, Thank really you, buddy. well done. Well done, Martin. Yeah, love it. Uh, um in other ways, other you got something else you want to say? I was just going to say that there's one new uh, Canary Cry Radio Patreon supporter. So I just wanted to give a shout out to Santa. Yeah. Santa. And that Thank brings you, us to the next way you can uh, add value to the show, and that's financially. We've got uh, producers all over the world. First, your listeners, and then when you support the show, you become a producer. That's just how showbiz works, guys. You support a show, you are a producer. And we've got some new producers over on patreon.com slash ccnt. We actually had some people in the chat asking how to donate, and here's how you do it. Go to patreon.com slash ccnt for Canary Cry News Talk. Um, And uh, there, there's all sorts of fun rewards, bonus episodes, cool stuff. Um, And uh, it's a great way to support the show on a recurring monthly donation. And uh, let's see, who do we got? We got a couple to talk about today. Um, well, I think we have one over on the Canary Cry News Talk, actually an upgrade from, uh, they dwell beneath the temples. So thank you very much. They dwell beneath the temples. I can't remember if we gave Shane H a shout out yesterday, but he also came in yesterday and Mary J came in yesterday. Thank you, Mary J. We may have gave you shout outs yesterday. This doing a show every day thing is starting to confuse me. (laughs) <laughs> but if you want to support the show, head over to patreon.com slash CCNT. Now, a lot of people don't like Patreon, and I get it. They ran into uh, some snags a little while back. They're going to be starting to uh, charge sales tax and stuff like that. So if you don't want to use Patreon, you can head over to canarycryradio at gmail.com. What? Uh, nope, that's wrong. That's our email address. <laughs> you can head to canarycryradio.com slash support. CanaryCryRadio.com slash support. That's right. Over at CanaryCryRadio.com slash support. There's all sorts of fun ways to uh, support the show. PayPal recurring donations, one-time donations if commitment's not your thing, as well as cryptocurrency. So there's a lot of ways to support the show, and uh, we'll give uh, some shout-outs when, uh, when, when you do. So it's a fun way to do it, and you get to feel some ownership. We do consider uh, that uh, when you support the show, you're taking ownership of uh, the the media that you consume. And that's a very cool model. Much better than uh, us collecting as many eyeballs as possible and then selling it to corporations is not very cool. You know, we've had people in the past say, oh my gosh, I would much rather he just play uh, advertisements than talk about donations. And you know what? That's what's wrong with the world. (laughs) 
<laughs> so yeah. uh, we've got a great group of people who uh, are, are, I mean, you're all in the, the Canary Cry tribe, y'all. Let's keep it going. Someone said that the one-time gift is the link in the canarycryradio.com slash support is broken. And I just clicked oh. on it and it doesn't look like it's working. So I might have to take a look at that oh. later. So thank you for letting us know because otherwise we won't know about some of that stuff. Okay. Uh, yeah. No, thank you for letting us know. We will uh, fix that link uh, for the one-time donations. Yeah. We got to get through these stories quickly, Basil, because I got I to gotta run a little bit. We got to run. Okay. So let's, uh, let's do it. Epstein didn't kill himself. Okay, where is it? Where is it? Here it is. Lawandcrime.com. Judge rules against releasing Jeffrey Epstein documents based on legal technicality. Oh, no. Mm. A judge in Florida on Wednesday determined that long sought after tranche of documents related to deceased pedophile, quote unquote, Mm. Jeffrey Epstein will remain under lock and key due to a procedural issue. Florida's 15th Judicial Circuit Chief Judge, Krista Marks. I don't like that name, but you know, mm. the names always come up, you know, whatever. Unfortunate name there. Ruled against the Palm Beach Post in their bid to obtain the Epstein files from Palm Beach County State Attorney Dave Ehrenberg. According to the Miami Herald's investigative reporter Julie K. Brown, during a hearing, the judge was, quote, openly expressing contempt at the paper for suing Ehrenberg and the Palm Beach County clerk and comptroller Sharon R. Bach. Brown note, noted that Marks, quote, insisted that only the court, not Arnberg or Bach, can release the Epstein grand jury records. Um, oh, longer article than I was expecting, but... Uh, so Brown they're proved, locking down. They're locking down the records. Yeah, yeah. Unlocking the... Yeah, yeah. So last month, Palm Beach, blah, 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 blah. Quote, access to the grand jury's material... Uh, materials will allow the public to determine whether the grand jury process and the secrecy that comes with it was used to further justice or instead uh, operated to shield Epstein and his co-conspirators from the consequences of their criminal activities. They wrote in a legal brief, Mm -hmm. uh, quote, no reasonable explanation has been provided as to why the numerous other known victims were not presented as witnesses and crime victims to the grand jury convened in July, 2006. The outlet's attorney continued, nor has any reasonable explanation been provided as to why state attorney Krischer or Kreischer, uh, who was initially eager to investigate and persecute or prosecute Epstein for his crimes over time, lost the desire to do so. So, yeah, I mean, interesting how there's a uh, <laughs> quietly the Epstein stuff just continues to go down without people really realizing or noticing yeah, it's interesting, but there was that Netflix documentary that came out uh, yeah. about um and we reported on the fact that the Epstein, they yeah. I haven't that, watched it. Have you watched it yet? I haven't watched it either, but we had the story a couple of days ago how they omitted the biggest factor or the creepiest factor of Epstein's whole thing, which was the transhumanist uh bent. Right. And and we yeah. called out Netflix because it, obviously I think they didn't want that association uh in the documentary because they themselves, Netflix, is a big uh, uh, propaganda arm for transhumanism. Uh, so it would make sense that they would kind of steer away from those sentiments that right. they share any kind of common goals with uh, the Epstein uh, whole saga there. You're so, reminding me of something that I saw um, regarding Anonymous. Um, 
room that dropped some stuff about Trump and Epstein, but I yeah, don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, Trump hand. and Epstein, yeah, they they dropped a uh the court documents that surrounded Trump and Epstein both being named uh for a 13-year-old girl who accused them of uh some 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 bad behavior. And right, uh, it was dropped right. because it was uh post 2008 i think there was there's people that are way better versed in all the details than than i am with the epstein thing but um in any case either way you know criminals always get off and they get to live on or quote unquote die and not much consequence and not much justice for those uh victims yeah yeah it's not cool yeah, I don't like that cool. at all. Not but cool. uh, that's uh, when you have the elites all wrapped up in it. Uh, what are you going to expect? Yeah. Um, but we'll see. I don't know. I don't know. Anonymous says they're on the job, so we'll see what happens. Uh, until they um, got taken out by Twitter. <laughs> yeah, it happens. If you're not going to be um, able to beat Twitter, I don't. I don't know what. Uh, anyway. Yeah. We, we have what some. This, uh, yeah. Ahead. What do you got? I got I some was money updates. Ask you about this money update. Yeah, we got some money updates. I'm going to skip one though. Yeah, okay. So NPR.org reported millions of Americans skip payments as tidal wave of defaults and evictions looms. And um, it basically talks about how a lot of people, obviously in America, aren't able to pay their mortgages or their credit card bills but the government is trying to help out, trying to make it so there's not, you know, as much of a penalty and, and that sort of thing. And, uh, you know, that, that the, it's interesting, all the printing of the money that they're doing is, uh, is sort of holding off the economic, the, the really bad economic downturn. And obviously, when you look at the stock market, people are probably wondering, why is the stock market going up when the economy is clearly in bad shape? And that's all that printing, all that money printing that's happening. And, um, you know, uh, because we've been talking about the riots, there was a story, another story out. BET founder Robert Johnson calls for $14 trillion in reparations for slavery. Mm-hmm. I'll just read the key points here without getting into the article. Quote, now is the time to go big to keep America from diving into two separate and unequal societies. Kind of feel like it's too late for that. Robert Johnson said in a CNBC interview Monday, Johnson said reparations would send the signal that white Americans acknowledge damage, uh, damages that are owed for the unequal playing field created by slavery in the decades since. Uh, and then third point, the wealth divide and police brutality against blacks are at the heart of protests that have erupted across the nation following the George Floyd thing. But yeah, uh, $14 trillion dollars that they're calling to print. And you know what? That sounds like a lot of money. And it it is obviously a lot of money. Uh, And we've talked about modern monetary theory and the government claiming that $1 is worth $1 and that that dollar never loses value, even though we've already lost like 90 something percent of the purchasing power of the dollar since it first became a thing. And uh, (laughs) the thing that's interesting is that uh, the idea that, uh, you know, (laughs) The Federal Reserve can print endlessly. It's becoming more well known, but New York Governor Cuomo kind of—I don't think they're supposed to really say this out loud. But listen <laughs> to this cat seven out of the bag. <laughs> cat out of the bag, seven-second clip. Here we go. When you need to find the money, you can find it. Let's be honest. The I don't hear it. A printing press in their basement. It's only coming out of one ear. I don't know if it's 
it, the listeners of the show might be able to hear it. I don't know why it's only coming out of one side, but uh, let me repeat what he says here. When you need to find the money, you can find it. When you need to find the money, you can find it. Let's be honest. The federal government has a printing press in their basement. Oh, did it come back to both sides? There we go. Yeah. Interesting. That was weird. Right, let me play one more time. Okay. When you need to. Ah, it got bad again. I don't know what's going on. Is that a connection <laughs> issue? Money, it's such a good clip. I'm so sad. Let's be honest. The federal government has a printing press in their basement. He says, let's be honest. The federal government has a printing press in their basement. So yeah, in their basement, they have a printing yeah. press. Yeah, he's saying the money's there. The government can make the money. They have a printing press in their basement. What's the big deal? <laughs> yeah. That's a great question, Cuomo. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then one more clip that uh, a protester said in uh, on, I think this is Univision, which is a Mexican outlet, but he's uh, speaking in English here. Uh, let's see if this works. What's your message to the- Uh-oh. Did you hear what? that? Can you hear that? I heard it for a second. To the family of oh, okay. George Floyd, by going to have funeral services this week. What do you want to tell them? Uh, I'm deeply sorry for your loss. Unfortunately, we live in a system that will not allow us to thrive or strive and has continually been literally on our necks. So my macro solution for this problem for everyone is to opt out and exit the economy as a whole. And the way we do that is by buying Bitcoin. <laughs> buying bitcoin is how you exit out of the economy bitcoin go to moon <laughs> that's fun bitcoin uh, hit 10k again recently that was very and fun and then it got I smashed think. back down in a bart simpson pattern for those of you who yeah. are traders out there uh the charts if you look at it looks like the head of bart simpson it goes up kind of rattles up and down a little bit and then swings back down it's a manipulation yeah. and you got to think about it bitcoin's entire market cap is less than uh, some of the richest people, publicly rich people out there. So, you know, like Bezos in theory has almost just as much money as the entire Bitcoin market cap at the moment. And so if right. it ever goes up, then, uh, you know, uh, less volatility as the entire market cap uh, becomes parity with gold as some people are expecting. So just something to keep in mind out there. And one more quick thing for Bitcoin. I won't even really get into it, but basically... Uh, Canada cryptocurrency firms now recognized as money services or money service businesses in Canada. So there you go. Canada officially, uh, saying that businesses can recognize Bitcoin as money or cryptocurrency as money. So here we go. This is, uh, this is some, some changes coming along. And one way that, you know, uh, the guy is right in a sense, one way you can vote out of the fiat system and the whole corruption because a lot of the corruption does stem with the economy, is to uh, move it into Bitcoin or move it into gold and own that gold you know, for yourself. And, and that's the thing with Bitcoin. You can own your digital money in your, well, not physically in your hand per se, but you can own it yourself rather than having your bank be your custodians of your dollars, which at any moment they can shut it down and there you go. Then you'll be stuck without any money or any access to your money. And that's when true chaos would start, Basil, when uh, yeah. people can't get money out of their banks. And, I and that's already to, happened uh, to other countries. Yeah, well, that's a that's a great point. And I want to mention something. Um, I believe it was MarGyver. Uh, I'm looking for it in the chat. Yeah, I, I believe it was MarGyver. They sent us 
an article on the Patreon there. They're a Patreon supporter. Thank you very much. And Patreon has a little messaging service uh, within it, so our patrons can message us directly. I'm looking at it now, and it is uh, a page called weforum.org, but there's a title. Uh, oh, World. Oh, World Economic Forum. Oh, 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 oh. Okay, we should read this. Um, this is from the World Economic Forum, weforum.org, titled, Now is the Time for a Great Reset. COVID-19 lockdowns may be gradually easing, but anxiety about the world's social and economic prospects is only intensifying. There is good reason to worry. A sharp economic downturn has already begun. Just play the money jingle real quick. One of them. I got it. I need it. Okay, there we go. Now I'm ready. There is a good reason to worry. A sharp economic downturn has already begun, and we could be facing the worst depression since the 1930s. But while this outcome is likely, it is not unavoidable. To achieve a better outcome, the world must act jointly and swiftly to revamp all aspects of our societies and economies, from education to social contracts and working conditions. Every country from the United States to China must participate in every industry from oil and gas to tech must be transformed. In short, we need a great reset of capitalism. There are many reasons to pursue to pursue a great reset, but the most urgent is COVID-19. Having already led to hundreds of thousands of deaths, the pandemic represents one of the worst public health crises in recent history. And with casualties still mounting in many parts of the world, it is far from over. This will have serious long-term consequences for economic growth, public debt, employment, and human well-being. According to the Financial Times, global government debt has already reached its highest level in peacetime. Moreover, unemployment is skyrocketing in many countries. In the U.S., for example, one in four workers have filed for unemployment since mid-March, with new weekly claims far above historic highs. The International Monetary Fund expects the world economy to shrink by 3%. The world economy to shrink by 3% this year. Holy smokes. A downgrade of 6.3 percentage points in just four months. All of this will exacerbate the climate and social crisis uh, that were already underway. Some countries have already used the COVID-19 crisis as an excuse to weaken environmental protections and enforcement. And frustrations over social ills like rising inequality, U.S. billionaires' combined wealth has increased during the crisis, are intensifying. Uh, left unaddressed, these crises, together with COVID-19, COVID-19 will deepen and leave the world even less sustainable, less equal, and more fragile. Incremental measures and ad hoc fixes will not suffice to prevent this scenario. We must build entirely new foundations for our economic and social systems. The level of cooperation and ambition this implies is unprecedented, but it is not some impossible dream. In fact, one silver lining of the pandemic is that it has shown how quickly we can make radical changes to our lifestyle. Uh-oh. Almost instantly, the crisis forced businesses and individuals to abandon practices long claimed to be essential, from frequent air travel to working in an office. Likewise, populations have overwhelmingly shown a willingness to make sacrifices for the sake of healthcare. 
<laughs> and other essential workers in vulnerable populations, such as the elderly. And many companies have stepped up to support their workers, customers, and local communities in a shift towards the kind of stakeholder capitalism to which they had previously paid lip service. Clearly, the will to build a better society does exist. We must use it to secure the great reset that we have so badly needed. That will require stronger and more effective governments, though this does not imply an ideological push for bigger ones, and it will demand private sector engagement every step of the way. The Great Reset Agenda would have three main components. The first would steer the market towards fair outcomes. To this end, governments should improve coordination, for example, in tax, regulatory, and fiscal policy, upgrade trade arrangement arrangements and create the conditions for a stakeholder economy at a, you know what's interesting this stakeholder economy thing it's kind of what we do here on the show gons is it yeah but it works for us and a show. I don't know if it'll work for the entire world, but who knows? Mm. At a time of diminishing tax bases and soaring public debt, governments have a powerful incentive to pursue such action. Moreover, governments should implement long overdue reforms that promote more equitable outcomes. Depending on the country, these may include changes to wealth taxes, the withdrawal of fossil fuel subsidies, and new rules governing intellectual property, trade, and competition. The second component of a Great Reset agenda would ensure that investments advance shared goals, such as equality and sustainability. Here, the large-scale spending programs that, make, uh, that many governments are implementing represent a major opportunity for progress. The European Commission, for one, has unveiled plans for a 750 billion uh, euro recovery fund. The U.S., China, and Japan have all, uh, also have ambitious economic stimulus plans. Uh, just a quick side note, I believe that the second stimulus plan did just get signed during the riots and nobody's paying attention to it. So that yeah. needs to be looked into. Uh, is there well, anything I, I, I got to get out of here? Like, oh, you got to go go. Yeah, I got to go go. So, OK, we're on the uh, long story show, the, the short, the great reset agenda uh, from the World Economic Forum is in play. Certainly uh, the the ongoing riots and things are part of it. Um, starting with COVID, uh, then the riots, and certainly, you know, now we need a big asteroid or earthquake uh, to help <laughs> us do the full reset. So keep an eye out for that, everybody. Sorry, Gons, you got a, no, you got okay. a, a hard well, out. So I do. We'll, we'll, and, we'll and end the show here. Part of the reset as well. Uh, it's interesting how they're going to try to break down as much of the old world as possible to bring in the new. And that's why we're the probably seeing... Order. Yeah, it's probably why we're seeing a lot of the, uh, uh, the, the riots and, and having it being allowed and that sort of thing. Because you're right, it's the New World Order. A New World Order can emerge. So we're going to zoom through the end of the show stuff here because um, we got to play the stuff at the yeah, end. Yeah, but stuff to play. I just want to let everybody know, remember to support us. Remember us for next show. We'll be coming back on Friday sometime between noon and 5 p.m. PST. Make sure to tune in and remember to help the show out because it's only because of your help uh, that our stakeholder economy is able to keep the show going today, folks. So go to patreon.com slash ccnt or head over to canarycryradio.com slash support. CanaryCryRadio.com Slash Support
Sorry, I was and reading a, a comment that said, uh, too many fracking jingles, please stop. So No way, sorry, Ruben. Jose. That's not going to happen. <laughs> jingles keep coming. Um, and remember, here's the thing, folks. A lot of ways to help out the show financially is one great way. But also remember, you can send us jingles. You can send us art. Send that all to canarycryradio at gmail.com. And remember, you can leave ratings and reviews all over the internet, wherever you're watching the show. Remember to subscribe to the podcast feed on any podcast player canary cry radio and canary cry news talk and most importantly you got loved ones they're still getting their news from the mainstream still getting it from their facebook wall here's what you gotta do gotta walk up to them gotta grab them by the cage and then you gotta shake it the end of the world occurred pretty much as we had predicted i want to shake things up stir up some controversy rattle a few cages Don't ever silence me. I'm the last angry man, a crusader for the little guy. Leave the bird alone. Never. Rattle a few cages. Rattle a few cages. The human race will have every opportunity to improve. That's right. Ask Noah. Ask Noah. Remember, tell your friends, tell your family. They all need to get on the Canary Cry News Talk train. Go ahead and send them a link. Send them a show. They gotta get on the, gotta get on. This train is is a rolling. And as I uh, said before, we'll be back on Friday, sometime between noon and 5 p.m. PST. Make sure to tune in then. Bring your friends. Let's keep this going, folks. Um, but until then, remember all together now to think outside the cage. Look at us. And make sure to stick around because we've got some good songs after the show. Some controversy. I want to rattle a few cages. I want to rattle a few cages. I'm the last angry man. You'll never silence I'm me. I'm the last angry man. Oh, 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 I'm it. the last angry man. You'll never silence I'm me. I'm the last angry man. A crusader for the little guy. Little guy. Little guy. Well, we'll see about that. Whatever, Illuminati. In the future, humans will be confined in a people zoo. People, I'll keep you safe and The camera's on
keep you warm and safe in my people zoo.